0: All right, uh, season two of uh, Inappropriate Earls. We're back better than ever. We got picked up by the networks. uh, First episode with Annie Letterman is is rising on the charts. Who am I kidding? I just released it two hours ago. Who knows where it's rising. And we have uh, another female guest today who I loved and admired for many years. And we actually went to the same grade school And didn't know it until uh, a recent conversation where we put two and two together. Please, inappropriate to our listeners, put your grubby, sweaty, sausage-like fingers together and clap your hands for the one the only Amy Dresner.
1: Thank you. Good to be here.
0: Well, it's so wild that we just put it together. That was very bizarre. That we went to a place called Good Shepherd Catholic School... On the corner of Charlieville and London, Beverly Hills. <laughs> and uh, I was uh, actually, 2 I think, two years ahead of you.
1: I thought you were just a year ahead of me. You're an old fucker, huh? I
0: am. I remember going to it when it was Beverly Hills Catholic School. I only they,
1: went for a couple years. They didn't like half-breed Jews like me. I couldn't, I couldn't hang.
0: Well, I'm full-breed Jew, and I snuck in under the radar. Yeah, I
1: don't know what either of us were doing there, let's be honest.
0: Well, I think my mom was, uh, in my particular case, uh, trying to shelter me from any minorities, uh, <laughs> and uh, she did a good job at Good Shepherd Grade School. There was, uh, I think, one Mexican kid and
1: yeah, it was pretty white.
0: Maybe two black kids out of four or five hundred. So yeah,
1: it was pretty white.
0: I think it was like Russell Simmons' son or something. So <laughs> they snuck in on the cash flow. <laughs> and uh, here we are. It was a are. good
1: education, though. I mean, it's it scarred me for life.
0: Well, I you mean, know, the nuns, hardcore
1: yeah. nuns. Yeah, heart with full-length habits who, you know, Sister Leonella, Sister Francis Mary, just tyrannical. And uh,
0: Mr. Quinn, who uh, was our PE teacher in, I think, uh, history?
1: Yeah, he was like everything, but he had like that sort of cocaine dusting of, of uh, dandruff all over his shoulders all the time. He was sort of like Mr. Lurch. He was terrifying.
0: Yeah, he he was like basically my second father growing up uh, along with Leroy, this black dude who drove us to school <laughs> which was great because getting driven to school in Beverly Hills by a black guy.
1: Oh, I had Mexican maids taking me and picking me up. Oh yeah, we Guatemala had a couple maids, of those yeah. too. Yeah.
0: But I mean, this is the 70s, early 80s. I don't think people realize that a black guy in a green Dodge Charger Driving a little white kid to school it was gonna be some red flags <laughs> for Beverly Hills PD. We got pulled over several times. Your first times.
1: kiss was in my grade. I remember those scary eyebrows she had.
0: Oh, Cor- yeah, Courtney Barnard. If you're listening to this, Courtney, <laughs> I'd like to see what you look like these days. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of dating someone right now, but you know, I like to. That's what they call uh, laying the seeds for future growth. So fucked up. So, well, my mom. I think I told you this. <laughs> We talked about a lot. I wish I was recording our conversation the other night because that would have been a great podcast. I mean, we really broke it down. <laughs> I mean, sex. Drugs. Drugs. And we're going to get all into that. Oh, uh, God. Bad relationships. Yeah. Uh, well, or,
1: bo- you know, I'm writing also a, a story for Laura Hayden's book on heartbreak, Recipes for Heartbreak.
0: Yeah, which uh, Laura Hayden is writing a book uh w- It's, uh, I guess, a breakup book. It's like a
1: heartbreak book with recipes for how to get over it.
0: Yeah, and it's a a great idea. And uh, when I told my story, I thought, ah, this book's never going to get published. I mean, I I love Laura, but I was like, you know, so many of our friends pitch ideas and TV shows. And you're like, "Ah, yeah, I'll do it. It'll never. So I really broke it down. And then now I'm starting to realize this book is going to be made.
1: (laughs) You want to edit it now? Not really. I I kept it
0: real, but I don't... uh, I don't know about you, but I don't uh, shit talk in public. You know.
1: Oh, I totally do.
0: But that's why I love you. See, <laughs> so I was trying to say, yeah. You you know? so, no,
1: <laughs> I'm not that bright. I mean, I'm really bright before I did all the drugs and I had all those grand mal seizures, and now I'm, you know, I just don't have the best filter. Oh yeah, if you fuck me over, I will kill you on the page, on paper. That's what I do.
0: See, I'm the opposite. I like to do, like the reverse of that, like where they think, oh, he's going to talk shit about me. And then when you don't, that gives them no avenue to talk shit about you. And you end up looking like the bad person in the end. So it really, you get what you want. Mm, That's how I do it.
1: I didn't talk much shit about my ex and he crushed me. Not that I have the best reputation to begin with. I'm sort of, you know, notorious. Notorious. On the scene and NAA and all that stuff. Oh, I just blew my anonymity. Oops.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, we're going to get into that. I mean, <laughs> you know, I've seen you at the log cabin on Robertson. You know, just what are you doing there? Take it. I used to go there for chicks.
1: Are you serious?
0: Yeah, I used to go.
1: You're such a predator. Oh my god. Oh, I was
0: back in the day. Now you... I'm a good boy and all that stuff. But uh, old you know, habits die hard. You, you ain't kidding. I mean, <laughs> you know, I was. Uh, at a unnamed comedy venue the other night where this uh really young girl was you know, let's just say she was making her interest apparent and uh I'm you know, I, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm uh, I mean I don't have a girlfriend right now, but I you know, I'm I'm somewhat seeing someone I, I gotta like you know, I gotta pass on the offer. So now you then know Then she
1: probably wanted you even more.
0: Well that's how it works. Of course. You, you know, like i'm sure when you were married comics like me uh, were trying to get you were in never
1: hitting on me when i was married ever
0: well i'm respect unlike most guys in comedy i'm respectful oh
1: yeah i was uh, yeah I was- well that's why when i got divorced everyone was like oh she's free now let's hit that
0: and and i'm sure that's worked out quite nicely for you
1: yeah i, uh, the, uh, I if i never date another comic in my life uh, that'll be too soon
0: well, you know, I'm I'm on the fence on that myself. I mean, they're all
1: depressive sex addicts. They're insane. They're sociopaths. They're totally, you know. I mean, maybe I myself included, but
0: and those are the funny ones.
1: <laughs> dark, dark motherfuckers. Well, you know. I
0: mean, in some ways, I think uh, comics are the only ones who can date each other because you get the lifestyle and the. Depression. I agree with that. That I agree with. And then other ways, it, it gets weird, like when one has. A bad show, and the other has a good show. It's there's that uh, awkwardness. That's my uh, laundry going off. Oh, okay. I'm I on a tight ship here. Oh, okay. You know, at some point, I'm sure the phone will ring. Excellent. And, it's so professional. Uh, I love it. I mean, I'm trying to be. I mean, <laughs> podcaster or a Diamond does. Everyone's got a podcast.
1: Yeah, when you you know when you fuck a comic and it goes bad, that's you know then you were on a show with them. I mean, most of my. Rampage was when I had retired from comedy, um, but I, still, you know, everyone knows each other. So it was there was an awkward situation with two comics that I would slept with. Sound like such a whore, but uh, uh, it's it's called sex addiction. It's real. Do you um, have sex
0: addiction? Yeah. Well, thanks for coming over. <laughs> this might be a short podcast.
1: Um, they both knew each they knew each other, and they were on the same show together. The same like a uh, like a uh, radio show, and she'd wanted me to come and be a, like a second host, and I'm so glad I couldn't make it because that would have been really awkward.
0: Well, I mean, I had that situation. Uh, I won't say when because it'll give it away. Uh, recently, let's just say uh-huh. where uh, you know someone I'm uh, hanging out with or whatever you want to call it, uh, uh, kind of an ex. I wouldn't say boyfriend, but ex whatever. Was on the show and he's clearly mad dogging me and, and Yikes. you know, very much uh, like almost like a dog urinating around me. And mm. it's like, dude, don't get mad at me because you didn't, you he know, didn't bring it, you know. And it not like I moved in on her, like they hadn't been together for a long time. Right. And, you know, daddy came in and <laughs> took the football. <laughs> so, but, but, you know. Uh, It's like, yeah, it's weird when comics only bone other comics and then you're on a show and there's three of you who've, you know. You know.
1: I'm trying to steer clear of that now.
0: Yeah, but you're a hot babe. And in the world of stand-up comedy, I mean, you're hot regardless of whether you're a comic or not. But in the comedy world, you know, you definitely stand out as one of the hotter girls. And I'm not trying to set up something for after the podcast. (laughs) because uh that's not how i roll anymore but uh you know I'm whenever su-
1: anyone says that that's how they used to be and that's not how they are anymore it's still it's still a possibility it's in your head and you try and control your behavior
0: well i mean let's just say for the people listening my pants are off right now and i have a boner <laughs> no i'm just kidding just
1: keep it out of my eye earl
0: i always try <laughs> Uh so what's going on now? I mean cuz you like you just said you retired from comedy, which I find sinful. Cuz you really were one of the funnier not just females, but That's Just w-
1: Thank you. That's what I've heard. I've a lot of people are trying to get me back. Um I just, you know, I got divorced and I kind of lost my shit on all levels and uh a lot of my my uh material was about my ex-husband and me just like you know trashing the marriage which i'm sure led to its demise but uh i don't know i just felt too vulnerable i relapsed i just you know all this stuff and i just i kind of had a nervous breakdown and i just felt too vulnerable to get on stage and now i've just been writing and i don't really miss it which is so weird to be you know working at comedy shows and not have the urge to get on stage it's like oh i'm in a crack house and i don't want to get high this is awesome i feel like i've been recovered
0: yeah, like you know. when I saw you at uh, Tammy Joe uh, Deeren's show, the uh, Tammy Joe's the best. I think runs the best shows in LA. Totally.
1: She's super pro.
0: Just super nice and doesn't care who you are, like if you're a big name comic or an idiot like me. It's like you get the light, you get off <laughs> in the appropriate time or mm-hmm. she'll play off the music. Oh, totally. She's I love great. that. She's I wish aggressive More show. Yeah, I love aggressive women. Straight or gay. Um <laughs> But when I saw you there, I'm like, oh, great, she's back. And then you were just working the sound. I know, I And know. you didn't go up. I and I'm know. like, oh, that's too bad. I think you should get back into it. This I, is an intervention to get you to oh back out. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, I'm sure. This, you know, I mean, I got arrested. I had to do community labor. I had to sweep the streets of Hollywood for 30 days with a bunch of, you know, Mexican guys that had DUIs. And I had an assault charge. And there's like a, I'm the only girl. I'm the only white person. Oh, who's just like, It was uh, it was humbling. I ran into actually. I ran into a guy I dated like seven years ago, and I'm in my little clean team tan dickies with my like (laughs) fucked up broom, my hair in a bun, all sweating. And I ran into him. He was like all dressed for a meeting. And I was like, "How sorry are you (laughs) that you didn't get on this ride, huh? You regretting that shit now?" Fucking mortifying.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, uh, well, you look good in tan dickies, or just dickies. (laughs) Says, uh, you know. (laughs) Joke. <laughs> Trying to work out new material, uh, but what? what did you get arrested? I mean, can we talk about like what? What like? You know, I mean, was it uh, soliciting or uh...
1: no? It was assault. Oh okay. Oh okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't
0: want to like. See, I don't edit anything. Uh, so I've written
1: all about it. It's not a assault on your ex. Yeah. It was okay. a Domestic violence incident, and I was drunk and high, and I pulled a knife on him, and he called the cops on me. But you didn't stab him, right? No. Just brandished it, okay. Oh, la Hamlet. So just brandished it.
0: And and it was that the beginning of the end for the marriage?
1: Oh, the, it was already unraveling before then. That was the end of the end.
0: No, I don't mean to be inappropriate here, especially on a show called Inappropriate yeah. Earl. But I always and I don't want to get sued here, so I don't want to like say anything. That, you know, uh, a certain ex from your past. I thought he was gay, to be honest with you.
1: You're not the only one.
0: Okay, no, which is fine, you know, when in Rome, I mean, Calvin Klein's married, but it's like, you know, sometimes a horse is a duck. (laughs) So
1: what's amazing to me is I just got off Tinder, but I was on Tinder for a while. And um, you can tell guys that you got arrested for assault with a deadly weapon and that you've been in rehab five times, that you've been in the psych ward four times. And honestly, if you're hot and you wear a... 26 pant they don't care well yeah and some guys find the knife thing kind of hot which i think really disturbing it's not something i'm proud of i mean i was really really loaded and i just kind of snapped and that's why i don't get loaded anymore because i do stupid shit like that get naked and violent it's no bueno so i don't do that the world's a safer place
0: now when you got loaded did you find your stand-up some people perform better when they're uh
1: no my stand-up absolutely suffered everyone knew because i'm an alcoholic and an addict and i couldn't really manage it so people knew i was on like oxycontin for a shoulder injury and people could tell no i i think i i started doing comedy when i was sober and i definitely am better when i'm sober i mean i always thought god it'd be so nice to have a drink and take off that 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 er, that pre-show jitter and just kind of not give a shit but uh no definitely not funny or loaded i don't think
0: and i mean is it? Now, I asked Annie this because uh, she's recovering too. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, now, I've never had any anything uh, ever. And I know
1: that's mind-blowing to me.
0: It, well, especially with my diction and slow speech that, you know... You just pe- seem like a fucking stoner. People assume I either do a lot of drugs or I was dropped on my head uh, at Good Shepherd by <laughs> Sister Leonella.
1: <laughs> she'd probably do that. I remember her app with a ruler. If you'd looked at your fingers when you were typing, she'd... St- smacky with a ruler you don't remember that
0: well i remember mrs thomas now she might have been uh, mm. she was the sixth grade math teacher i called uh steve uh, serafini a fag
1: i know that name i know him
0: well you're thinking of uh, and now this you talk about going inside we're breaking down the the good shepherd roster <laughs> from uh, this ought to spike in the ratings but uh, <laughs> i called uh you're thinking of uh no, I'm sorry. It was Steve Seriano. Oh, I'm thinking of right. Your thing yeah, is yeah, Steve yeah, Serafini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I called him a fag, and Mrs. Thomas heard me, and she's like, "What did you say?" And uh, you know, you know, I, I said I, I called Steve a fag, and she hit me ten times on the knuckles with a ruler. Wow!
1: See, that shit's just illegal now. That's like yeah. that's how old we are.
0: Yeah, I mean when it's and I mean I love the era we grew up in. Me too. I mean, you know, I remember uh, watching the Clint Eastwood movie uh, Escape from Alcatraz in at the Century City Plit theaters, which is now I think a uh, uh, strip club or something. <laughs> uh, and I he said the N word in the movie, and I was like, oh, I, I didn't know what the word meant. So uh, I was like, but you couldn't do that scene today. No, true. And uh, just like a movie like Porky's or, or right. You know, I mean, this generation kind of had American pie, and yeah, but say, that's not as edgy. everything's better, like
1: oh, I agree, but that's old. people always think their stuff is better, our music is better, our movies were better, or whatever but I mean,
0: is like you think like when we were in grade school, kiss was like in their prime, and like people kind of forget how good kiss was, right they're so shitty now <laughs> I mean it's like a Jewish menudo with kiss right now. <laughs> I mean, my well, friend, you know,
1: you know, Gene Simmons was raised Hasidic and then broke away.
0: Yeah, as soon as he started making money, his real name is Chaim Witz.
1: God, so bad. Oh,
0: and uh, I think he was a fan of Gene Simmons, the uh, very famous actress in the '40s and '50s, and that's where.
1: No way.
0: Yeah. So, and then far uh, out. Okay. Paul Stanley's real name is Stanley Eisen. Oof. And I, I'm not sure uh, w- w- what. Paul Stanley came from and then you know Ace Frehley and uh, Peter Chris. right the guy I'm and this has nothing to do with you or me but the guy I'm obsessed with from Kiss is a guy by the name of Vinnie Vincent who was kicked out of Kiss and then a year later he forms the Vinnie Vincent Invasion oh Jesus and then he's kicked out of the Vinnie Vincent (laughs) I mean you, you gotta be a real dick
1: yeah Get but I mean the we, band named after you, that's not good.
0: We get KISS and their prime, this generation gets uh Justin Bieber. Oof. Right. And I don't hate on the guy, kid. No. But I don't think there's a comparison. No, I agree. And, you know, movies, uh I mean, you know, the gays back then, Jim J. Bullock and Paul Lynn, power gays, and now <laughs> this generation's gays are like, you know. Ryan Seacrest <laughs> or is he gay who knows
1: he's supposedly but in the closet
0: well he's in the warehouse I mean he's <laughs> he's pretty deep but back to you and that's we're, we're,
1: we're off topic
0: we're, but that's I told you asked me right before we started do you, you want to go over what we're going to talk about and I'm like no and maybe I'm maybe thinking, maybe
1: maybe we should have done some notes
0: well I, I did try and research you oh god it's and, terrifying. And your Twitter was like blah. I mean, like because of certain situations. Yeah. You, unless you accept me, you know, so I couldn't... That's re- how I like th- it with men.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: I got something you can accept. <laughs> um, hey, folks, that's inappropriate. Oh, we're going to have a off-air podcast. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, Amy, I respect her too much to be dirty with her. Unless you can keep your mouth shut, right? No, I'm just kidding. So what do you... Uh, you, you Take a hiatus from comedy, and I hope it is that, just a hiatus. We'll see, we'll see. But you're writing a lot.
1: I'm writing a lot. I'm a columnist for The Fix, which is like a very edgy addiction recovery magazine. You know, and I get paid for my fucking car wreck stories. I write very, I I mean, I do some interview pieces as well, but I do a lot of autobiographical essays that are very raw and in your face and honest and do not look good, but it's the truth, and... um. It's about just owning what what I've been through and not having shame about it. And, you know, it's funny and it's dark. And a lot of people have reached out to me and said, like, your shit really helps me. I thought I was the only one who felt that way or did that. And it's so awesome to know I'm not alone and blah, blah. So it's like, it's cool.
0: Have you ever thought of doing like a one-woman show?
1: Everyone has said I should do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it'd be fascinating. Can I open? Can I do the cold open? Sure. You know, I'm just trying to line up work. That's all.
1: I, I do everything like an addict to work. I'm a little, I, a little stop and go. I can be a little lazy.
0: So like you, work, when you get into the workout thing, you, you strike me as someone who would work out like six hours a day. And... No,
1: I'll never do that. Okay, kidding me? Look at me. You know. Well, you no. look great. That's just jeans. I mean, just, for... I'm a desert Jew. We're lanky. It's just jeans.
0: Well, I mean, Jews were raised to live on very little food. You know. Cause...
1: Yeah, I don't eat that much either. It's like, so.
0: I mean, Hitler put our people on a hell of a diet. <laughs> I mean, you know, Hitler was would have been a great stand-up. I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, p- yeah. Poverty and anxiety are keeping me skinny these days, so it's good. Whatever works for you, right? It's L.A. Fuck it.
0: Hey, listen. As long as you don't, uh, you know, relapse into the nether world of uh, now, and this is what I was talking about with Annie. Like, we're all in a business, comedy, entertainment, where it's constant alcohol, cocaine, uh, marijuana for sure. Uh, do you ever feel tempted or like?
1: I could care less about pot. I I mean, I was a meth addict and then I was and an alcoholic and an intravenous cocaine user. So, pot is like. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I've I never liked pot. It made me paranoid and stupid. And so, I never really smoked it. I don't like it. Um, so, it's not, I mean, my best friend and my writing partner are both major stoners. It doesn't bother me at all. They smoke right in front of me. I don't care. Right. And like
0: uh, when, were you still doing stand-up when you got clean?
1: I started doing stand-up once I was clean, so this like, time around. I've been clean a couple times.
0: And how long have you been clean? Uh, 20 months. And do you go to the meetings? And oh, the,
1: yeah. I went to a meeting today.
0: Uh, the law cabin? No, or?
1: there's one at the rainbow upstairs. Oh, well,
0: that's the rainbow. Uh, I'm sure there was like people pounding. Lemmy was probably pounding mm-hmm. shots there as you were trying to
1: get clean. <laughs> i like going to meetings and bars it's kind of fun
0: i mean the rainbow is great i mean it, it oh
1: you walk in and it just smells like old cigarette smoke and fucking vomit and t- trashy you know groupies and you know stale beer it's like ah oh. I mean, that's got, a little triggering
0: i got a hand job once in the co-check uh <laughs> thing upstairs you know it's, you know girl was uh, enamored you know
1: what was she enamored about
0: this is before I started doing stand-up, and I'm not going to lie, and this podcast is about you. It's not about my sexual deviances, but...
1: <laughs> it's about mine. I,
0: yeah, it's, we'll get to my... Uh, you have a podcast, and then... Well, I told the girl I was the drummer in, like, Cinderella. <laughs> which is funny, because he's the next podcast guest. The great... Uh, well,
1: you can thank him for for the hand job you got.
0: Steady Freddie Curry. We look just you know eerily similar really think, yeah i'll have to look it up uh, although he's um a little you know i'm a little taller But well you're uh, very tall well here's the best thing one night at the gay pavilions which is right down the street he's in there he comes up to me this is when i had long hair and he thought i was vivian campbell from deaf leopard <laughs> and then uh, i thought i was complimenting him i said hey man you had one of the best quotes ever in music history he's like what's that man and i'm like is when you said you just want to be good enough to play on the albums, and he kind of looked at me like, "Oof, eat it, buddy." <laughs> but I was complimenting, like, "That's a great, like," it, it totally blew my mind that the band sometimes isn't on the albums. Yeah, with that's name.
1: that totally flips me out too. It's far out.
0: And Kiss is the biggest offender of that. I mean, you know, Kiss in the mid '80s had a black guy playing bass on the albums. <laughs> Uh, he was from the Plasmatics, and you totally remind me of Wendy O. Williams, mm. just the look and Wow! Like, oh,
1: if I was twenty years younger, I'd totally like shave the side of my head and rock that hairdo, and, I'm and sure the, that's fun to grow out.
0: The duct tape on the the the, the oh, nipples yeah. and
1: uh, Well, that's like Night Porter. Have you ever seen Night Porter?
0: I've seen Cole Porter, but not <laughs> Night Porter. <laughs>
1: Night Porter is like a Nazi concentration camp movie uh, with. Uh, god that french actress a uh, british actress charlotte charlotte uh rampling
0: johansson oh, charlotte god.
1: rampling and she's so beautiful and it's like really it's super hot and super wrong
0: i mean i only see shitty uh action movies so uh i saw the expendables three the other night Ugh. brutal couldn't i mean
1: pay me couldn't pay me enough
0: that cast that would send you back into relapse <laughs> i mean just watching stallone in high def is yeah. like
1: I don't care if I was, you know, getting fucked during watching that movie. Well, we could arrange that, but
0: uh, (laughs) that would be pretty cool if you, like, had to watch some shitty 80s action movie, but, you know, like when Stallone and Dolph Lundgren try and trade serious dialogue, you get to put it in, whoever you're with. (laughs) I mean, Stallone's face, it it looks like, and I love Stallone, I I know it doesn't sound like I do, but his bones look like they're trying to escape his face. it's like the it uh, kind of looks like a old uh, lady friend of mine which is really scary. I don't know about you but when you know w- now when you were at your horniest I mean what uh, yesterday? Yeah. I like, went to a
1: sex addicts anonymous meeting yesterday.
0: Oh, well let's get forget about Stallone. <laughs> let's get and I we've been fucking around a little bit here. This is the first 20 minutes of this was foreplay. Now we're going to start coming. uh
1: when I got clean this time, going through the divorce, I developed a pretty <laughs> raging sex and love addiction, and um, I've been kind of struggling with that for the last two years. And um, so I went to Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous a little bit, but I don't really like that program. I went to a meeting the other day, and the speaker had an eye patch, and I was like, I'm out. I'm out of here. Like, an eye patch. Like, and there's... <laughs> there are some people in Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous who are so fucking unattractive. I'm like, really? You're getting laid so much, it's a problem? Like, who's fucking you, blind people? Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. So, I also don't understand people who are like, oh, you know, I'm a, you know an intrigue and fantasy addict. Like, I look at the Craigslist ads and just think about it for four hours. I'm like, I'm fucking strangers in my car. Like, I have a real problem. Like, get a real problem. So, wow. Yeah. Really? I mean, let's get into that. We don't, Not you know. strangers, but, you know, whatever. Just
0: dudes you met at the Rainbow. Or Tinder.
1: No, 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 no. But I went to Sex Addicts Anonymous yesterday. I was one of three women in the room.
0: Do you have the other two's numbers?
1: <laughs> one was 400 pounds.
0: I used to be into that. Really? Yeah, I was like... Uh, you know, I, I... Now I have pretty good self-esteem, but, you know, back in the day... You know, I was just uh, happy to get it in. So uh, I thought, well, you know, good-looking girls, you know, they know they could fuck any guy on the planet. right? But four uh, hundred pounders, like, knows most guys don't want to be seen with them in public, right? So they're gonna treat you right under the covers. I've
1: heard that that's true. That they're more eager to please and easier. Because and I've never been fat, I don't know.
0: No, I mean, but I mean, I, now I don't believe any girl is out of my league. You know, that's you,
1: good. I'm sure you're right.
0: Well, no, I mean, I don't mean that in a cocky way, but, uh, but like any guy on earth would fuck you.
1: I don't agree with that.
0: I do. You're funny. You're hot. I mean, for someone who has most people who done the things you've done in life in terms of the uh, chemicals and whatnot, they look a little tore up. You don't look torn up at all.
1: That's again just genes. I'm a freak of nature. I know. I look thirty, and I'm forty-four. It's
0: weird. And, you know, you've survived a I've lot. I've survived
1: a lot of shit. Yeah, man,
0: you know. I mean, I know addicts in their mid-20s who look 50.
1: Yeah, I know. And it's, I mean. It's a- I still have acne. I'm 44. I have acne. I mean, it's like I have greasy skin. That's what saved me. I don't have any wrinkles because I have acne still at 44.
0: I don't see any acne oh, on you. Oh, okay. I'll right. have to give you a full body <laughs> scan. I mean.
1: Do you have one of those facial wipes you offered me?
0: Oh, I got something. to <laughs> put you on face. <laughs> Uh yeah I I'm very vain now you know you get a little older I I've always taken care of myself but now I'm like going to the well I don't want to mention the place because they're not a sponsor of the show but we do have one sponsor of the show and in case you're wondering I'm I'm holding uh, the great Stephen Piercy the singer from Rat he has uh, provided me with Mike Knuckles
1: I thought I was wondering what that was it's very cool
0: I mean you know uh they're silly but uh you know they're kind of yeah it's cool you know unique and uh, this is the uh actually this is the vinnie vincent model the pink with the diamond studs nice Uh, go to mike very versace well you know i have some versace (laughs) stretch pants that i recently had to get washed oh Uh, really so uh that's a
1: shame why what happened someone spill a drink on you
0: yeah you might say that Mm so uh no i spilt i was at uh Whole show and I spilt water on them and you know it's flavored water mm-hmm. so flavored water uh one of those uh you know colored water that's uh uh-huh. so uh you know there's that and uh, Versace is a great uh, designer met it. now the guy kill him was at the comedy store like bullshit the uh, Andrew uh oh yeah kunanan I think yeah you saw
1: him are you serious
0: uh well I mean uh, I think he's dead now I think he committed suicide right? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but he was uh like a week or two before was like at the comedy store and wow gnarly uh, you know apparently he would prey on old uh, gay rich guys and so creepy you know, I, I'm like the Google of useless information no oh,
1: it's amazing it's fascinating. Well, I mean, you know, I, I really just all I know all the vices, that's really it. I if any anything that's bad for you, I know everything about.
0: Now, did you ever go to the Starwood Club uh back no. in the day? I'm fascinated by that whole uh, the, uh, Eddie Nash uh, used to own the Starwood. That's uh, it was on Santa Monica and Crescent Heights and uh he I didn't
1: ha- really go out that much. I really was, uh, you know, I was kind of someone who stayed in their house. It wasn't really a party when you're like, you know, in your house shooting coke you know masturbating and writing bad poetry it's not really a party it's uh, it's just darkness so it's like i didn't really go out that much i also was very self-conscious i don't like crowds i feel very weird in social situations in public i mean i have this bravado about me which is complete horseshit i'm actually really insecure
0: that's crazy i would have never guessed yeah that.
1: i have actually body dysmorphic disorder so i think i look a certain way and all that's, like, deformed or gross or whatever. So, it's like, I've been... I was going to be in therapy for that, too. So, I mean, I'm all fucked up. I'm all sorts of fucked up. Yeah, you but know? you must
0: be crazy under the covers. I mean... Of course. I mean... I'm
1: borderline and bipolar, of course.
0: Oh, my God. You're like... Yeah. I mean, that's the real deal. Yeah. So, when you go to sex addiction, uh... Not class, but, uh... It
1: was meeting. only my second meeting. I mean, and so, it's just, you know, I deleted my Tinder account and... Know, I'm just trying to do things differently. I mean, I'd love to get married again and, you know, I just when I'm not in a monogamous relationship, I'm fucking out of control. So it's it can get kind of nightmarish.
0: No, but what do you so like I know in AA you talk about, you know, uh, what got you there and, and your low points and uh, is it the same thing in the, uh, sex? Absolutely. You just talk about who you bone. No,
1: you have to be very general and I mean, again, I, I heard stuff in that meeting where I was like, I'm not that bad. <laughs> I was like, this is cool. I don't I actually feel less less bad about it now. Um, but, you know, I delude myself in thinking like, oh, I'm going to get mine and I'm fucking you. And, you know, like, you know, like Pink's like slut like you. Like, oh, you're looking for a fool? Me too. Like, you know, I'm a slut like you. But the truth of the matter is that um, I can feel really empty and shameful and shitty afterwards and, um I think I've evolved to a place where I actually want real intimacy. You know, I used to be able to get only get off with if there was no emotional intimacy. I dated this one guy. He's like, I don't date people. I don't fuck people. I don't have emotional connection with. And I said, I don't think I've ever fucked someone I had an emotional connection with. (laughs) And um, so I've had a shift. That's like the only thing that really kind of works for me now. So the other stuff doesn't really work for me, which, of course, doesn't keep me from doing it over and over again. And thinking it'll be different this time—that's the nature of addiction. That's the nature of insanity. You know, you do the same thing over and over again, and thinking you're going to get different results. So,
0: now, do you think like now when you bone a dude, just uh, you know, a, a friends with benefits type of thing, or just a one nighter. It's, it's just you're looking for validation, or, or yeah,
1: and a way to check out and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, this is I'm just getting into it, so I haven't really addressed. It. It's really very painful stuff. I mean, so it's like. I don't really know what the source of it is, honestly. I'm not. I'm still learning about it. I mean, I'm in an open thing with someone much younger than me right now, um, which is interesting. I've never done anything like that. But uh, he's very... He's fine with me being with other people as long as they really respect me and they're not in a relationship and uh he's like how can you you know say you respect monogamy if you're with people who have girlfriends and i was like ooh, that's a good question because i was like let's be monogamous he's like i'm polyamorous i'm like fuck what's that mean means like open relationships and loving all women the same and everyone's a different experience and all that kind of shit
0: well yeah i mean i used to like paul stanley said my social life was a buffet it's just right everything's spread in front of you you just don't
1: eat it you know i mean i've had friends with benefits for a while i've had a couple of those but i just mm, you know that's not really i mean i if if i want to be honest with myself i really want a boyfriend i want to be in love again i want to get married again i mean that's what i really want and the other thing is just a way to get validation to you know avoid whatever i'm feeling to check out i mean you know sex and love affects your brain the part of your brain the same part as as cocaine lights up the same part. So I'm not surprised that I was a cokehead and now I'm a sex addict, you know. So, yeah, I went to that meeting and everyone was very cool. No one was lecherous, you know. And uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, you know. I got off Tinder and I'm just trying to do things differently.
0: I mean, I would imagine that uh, the Temptation... At a a Sex uh, Anonymous, what what is called Sex Anonymous? Sex Addicts Anonymous. At uh, SAA sounds like a new Kurt Sutter show. S O A, great. Do you watch Sons of Anarchy? No. It's your type of show. I think you would like. I'm sure. It's uh, you know violence, uh, sex, race. Hey,
1: I'm there. no Uh, more?
0: You remind me a little bit of his wife, Katie Seagal. Do you ever get that?
1: No, I've heard. A young Barbara Streisand, and I've heard Jennifer Aniston, which makes me want to blow my fucking brains out.
0: I right. see that.
1: Which one? Both.
0: I see more of the Jennifer Aniston. I uh, just the hair and the. It's the uh, eyes. Yeah, the eyes, and uh, and also uh, this isn't gonna sound like a compliment. Oh but God! No, great. no, I I swear to God, just the mouth and lips, and this is a total compliment. Okay. Steven Tyler. <laughs> And I you know I love you more than ever. That's a complete compliment. Thank you. Because his lips look like they swallowed the world. <laughs> and probably have. Now in all the meetings you've gone through to through, uh I'm sure you bumped into celebrities there. Of course. Like, is it weird to like see uh and I'm not obviously, I'm not asking names, but like when you see a famous singer or actor or whatever,
1: yeah, I saw one today, and you just treat them like a normal person. you don't you know you treat them like a fellow alcoholic and addict, that's it, but of course, someone who's famous has that you know we've we've idolized famous people I actually, I won't say it was, but when I first got sober a couple of years ago before I was married, there was a very f- famous child actor turned whatever and he was there lunatic and he just made a beeline for me he heard me share and was like that girl's fucking crazy knows at a party i think i love her made a beeline for me and we had like a two month long affair while he was married okay here's the best moment he'd done a talk show late at night and i relapsed and i texted him that i'd relapsed and he showed up at my house i was in a black negligee with blood running down my arm because i just shot up and then you guys yeah he fucked me well, that's nice of <laughs> That got you back There's a that. lot of shady, you know, there's a lot of illness in the program. I mean, you know, a lot of people who take, I mean, yeah, there's people who use their power in the program to, you know, for sex, but that's no different than the White House or, you know, the Vatican or, you know, the military. It happens anywhere. Anywhere there's a structure where there's a power structure, people are going to use it to abuse sex. It's just the way it is.
0: Well, in full disclosure, I used to go to the Cocaine Anonymous meetings at Cedars on Sundays. Well, you've
1: never done coke. Why would you go?
0: Because my friends like Earl. You got go to go. The hottest chicks in the <laughs> city or
1: You just went to twelve step meetings to pick up girls.
0: And I would go there, and like one time they asked me to speak. Like, oh like, shit, who are you? Uh, I'm like, oh, I'm. My name's Ralph. I'm an <laughs> addict, uh, and I knew all the terminology because you know I watched Miami Vice, so I'm like. <laughs> I, you know, I, I was like, yeah, I, I used to do a couple grams of booger sugar a day, and, uh, you know, I, I, was into the nasal whiskey, and, <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, what would Don Johnson and Philip Michael Thomas say on an episode? Did you get laid? Oh yeah. I mean, oh my I, God. I was real. I was That's real,
1: hilarious.
0: I was what they call a real coxman, and. uh You know, and then I think people started to figure out I wasn't an addict. So they were like, oh, can you not come to these meetings? Yeah, you're way too
1: sane and level and drama-free to be an addict.
0: Well, I mean, I've held up well for my age, I guess. I mean... uh, Yeah, definitely. You know, in terms of, like, uh, physical deformities or whatever. Uh, uh, Because I know, like, a lot of addicts... uh, You know, especially with alcohol, it, it really fucks up your skin and and bloats you and uh, i mean i'm not saying i'm ready for the cover of uh you know playgirl but uh,
1: i disagree with that
0: i mean you know i don't think i'd pose nude uh, <laughs> although i've shown a lot of people in the la comedy seeing my dick pic you know, <laughs> you know more to more guys and girls because i like the reaction
1: what's the reaction
0: it's like oh jesus christ because i really draw it out i'm like hey man uh like I went up to Brett Ernst once, and he's a big TV comic, I know he is. super nice guy, yeah. and, and very funny. And uh, uh, I said, "Hey." Go tell, uh, I said to my buddy, go tell Brett I have new headshots. They're really good, and uh, I think he was like looking for a new headshot guy. He said, Earl, I hear you got great headshots. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. Let me show you. It's, it's head a, of my dick. <laughs> yeah, it's the double headshot. And he's like, what's that? I'm like, let me pick it up. So I'm like, hey, uh, do you think this would get me good commercial work? You know, like Bud Light or something. And I show him my phone, and you know, it's a great picture. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, it just the lighting was right, the angle.
1: Oh, that's all about that. For naked selfies, it's all about lighting and angles. I'm yeah, the, I'm the queen of that.
0: And I mean, you know, a, a lot of people go, "God, Earl, you got a pretty big dong," and uh, you know, I don't know where it stands on the on the. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm from the school. If you have to brag about it, you're covering up for right, right. Uh, like it, it, you know, you look at the richest people in the world, you never hear them talk mm-hmm. about money. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever heard Lexington Steele talk about how big his dick is and my god it makes me look like a uh, MBW. Uh, yeah, you MB.
1: said that. That's like a black porn star. I don't really watch porn. I mean, I you know, if it's too big, it's you know, girls don't like that. I mean, big is good. I mean, I'm a size queen, don't get me wrong, but you know, too big is not good.
0: Well, I don't watch porn. Uh, it's weird. I know all these male actors just cuz I'm obsessed <laughs> with like uh You know, because male actors don't make much in porn, you know, because who wants, it's all about the girl. Uh, But I just, uh, you know, people think I produce porn with the way I look and talk. (laughs) uh, I just, I'm obsessed. Hey,
1: I need more money. Let's work something out.
0: I mean, I would do it anonymously. Just
1: with like a ski mask?
0: No, I'd be like the unknown, you know, there was Murray mm-hmm. Langston, the unknown comic. There's a paper bag
1: over your head? Yeah,
0: and then I, I would be the unknown porn star. I like
1: that. I would do that.
0: I There's no way I could uh, have sex in a room full of people. Uh, you know, I don't have m- too many problems getting the old John Henry up, but in front of 30 people... And, you know, you have to come on demand because it's not like an endless amount of film right. or digital. Whatever. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I really well, know. I don't either. But I did do comedy on a gangbang once because the guy was like, hey, uh, you know, I got this gig. It's twenty five hundred dollars for 15 minutes. I'm like, what? He's like, it's cash, too. I'm like, who is this for? Like, uh, Carlo Escobar? uh, <laughs> And he's like, no, just go to this uh, warehouse in the valley. And I'm like, oh, Bullshit. Okay. Yeah. And it was.
1: What, you did stand up before the gangbang?
0: Well, kind of during, and like I was ba- <laughs> <laughs> I was basically doing wow. like audience warm up. Because uh, they were like, there's going to be like a couple hundred guys here. And we don't, you know. Ew. Like. And so they had uh, Ew. the girl on the stage. And then, like a line, like oh, guys, we're at a fucking so, deli. I
1: can't. I mean, you know, no, so sex it, addict or no sex. That's just like. Ugh.
0: And I was just going up Gross. and down the line, going, "Hey guys, uh, anyone from out of town?" <laughs> uh, Are they naked? Uh, well, yeah, most Are they were in naked, their somewhere in their underwear. Oh my like,
1: god!
0: Trying to get hard. And, it's
1: amazing. It's amazing.
0: And then the best was uh, about halfway through. They had, to, I guess, you'd consider it like halftime. Uh, they had to give the girl a break, <laughs> and so we're not that bring her some a, Gatorade. Yeah, get, get some uh, ice. They had to ice her down. And, Bullshit. Uh, yeah, because I mean, you know,
1: swells up. It's hundred, a lot of
0: action. A couple hundred dicks and gross,
1: you know, you know? man. Oof.
0: So we're talking to craft services, which is crazy that the Altoids were right by the douching products. And uh, she's like, she starts almost crying. I'm like, you okay? Is this like too oh, much God. for you and stuff? I mean. I'm trying to be a good guy. The right. only guy in that room not trying to like put it in. Right. And she's like, "Yeah, just I don't know, I just got back from my doctor and oh, he said I got to said I got to cut it down to four anal scenes a week or my ass will explode." I'm like, "Oh." You are kidding no. me. No. And it was like so like how we're talking about <laughs> how like we were talking wow. about good shepherd, like she was like talking to me <laughs> Far like this out, and, man. And Wow. I He's just trying- felt like asking her like you know, at what point in this gangbang are you gonna feel you've made a wrong turn in life? <laughs> Fifty
1: three?
0: Seventy one? Yeah, I mean well it was total Enron accounting. They were like it was like they said it was like six hundred guy gang bang, but there's really just like probably like sixty eight guys Ugh. double dipping. Ugh. Now that's my craziest gig. What's in all your stand up gigs, the craziest gig you've done? The
1: craziest gig I've done? Um
0: yeah, the craziest gift. I
1: don't, I don't know if any of them were that crazy. I mean, I was on a sober tour with Ian Harvey, a transgender comic, and Felon O'Reilly, a felon. And we toured all over Florida and Atlanta and that kind of stuff. And that was fun, actually. I mean, to, but uh, there weren't any really, I mean, I can't remember. I mean, I've done some really, really shitty shows, but anything crazy, I don't have a story like that. I really don't. I mean,. I was like, like. I was married and I was sober when I was doing comedy, so I was pretty in check.
0: Now, was your husband or ex, sorry, uh, at the time, was he supportive of your comedy?
1: Absolutely, thought I was very talented, very talented.
0: Well, anyone would think you're <laughs> talented. I mean, you know, you're one of the people who, and I really mean this. If I was in charge of a late night talk show booking the comics, you would be one I would pick.
1: My stuff was super edgy, though, you know, super edgy. It was, like, not clean. It wasn't for TV. I mean, and a lot of people hadn't. I, I mean, I was very much like a, a guy comic, you know, and I would talk about sex and my pussy and raping my ex and all that kind of stuff, you know, because guys talk about their cocks, but if you go up there and talk about your pussy, people are like, whoa. And I talked a lot about my drug use, too. I, th- I thought, you know, if I can enter- educate and entertain Let's 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 do that. I just you know I don't write jokes. I just do the real deal. But to me, that's
0: the funniest. Comic. Of course,
1: you know. I mean, that's you take the truth and you make it funny. You take the pain and you make it funny.
0: Yeah, and that's how comics, and I think non-comics don't uh, realize that that's how we deal with things. You know, like you know, when my parents died, I made jokes about it. Of course. They died two months apart, and it was like it's actually. Yeah, you know, I'm glad it happened that way, but it's a great story. Like some of the things that happened. And I didn't
1: know both your parents were dead.
0: Yeah, they died two months apart Ooh, in '98. And like My parents, uh, my mom specifically, uh, left me in charge of like the funeral arrangements. Uh, so this, this guy's trying to sell me like a twenty-five thousand dollar casket for my mom, and it's like, oh, she, and he was selling it to me like a car. Oh, she, she'll be very comfortable in here. It's, vel- <laughs> it's velour lining, and it's really like. Uh, a, a, a used car commercial and uh, a lot of room. It's like... So
1: creepy. So creepy. Uh, dude, she's fucking dead. Yeah, that's some soulless shit. I'm sorry.
0: And then, yeah. you, well, and then there's, well, then there's a the whole thing like when you, you, so we didn't buy the fucking $25,000 casket. and the, He's like, there's the cement block that holds it in the ground, you know, so it doesn't like just like sink. He's like, well, you know, this one's a hundred dollars, but I wouldn't bury my dog in that one. Uh, here's a five hundred, mm, and it's like, okay. Cuts it two months later, my dad dies. He's oh, doing the same God. shit. So, but you know, you're right. Like, uh, well,
1: they know they know uh, persuasion techniques. A lot of salespeople they'll use your name a lot. They, you know, it's like. Where and also they make it they make it look like it's your choice. Well, do whatever you think is best while they're guiding you. It's like right. all American POW brainwashing, mind control shit.
0: Yeah, total. Uh, you know, uh, just taking it, massaging seizing. your ego.
1: Oh, it's so good to see you, Earl. Well, let me take you over to here, Earl. And they say your name a lot, which is, you know, like I don't. Know, I've just I've been researching this lately.
0: Seizing on your vulnerabilities. Totally,
1: it works. Even if you know they're doing it to you, it still fucking works.
0: Yeah, I think we ended up buying like a five <laughs> thousand. It's like a pink one for my mom because that was her favorite color, and that was the mistake of me saying that. And oh, we got one perfect. I think Liberace uh, was going looking at this one, uh, so or his boyfriend or whoever. You know.
1: I slept with another a very a favor very famous movie star who's considered crazy and violent. Uh, I met him when I was in rehab, and we had like a little thing in treatment, and then actually even. I don't know like a year ago I guess I saw him again so
0: oh you mean when now when you now when I say I saw someone again it's like you saw them at Gelson's when you say <laughs> when you say you saw uh, yeah. them again you hit the bone zone yeah well, that's cool I mean uh, uh, like is this the guy I, 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 or person uh, yes who uh, you said did the freakiest thing yes to you I mean do you mind if we say what it was I mean, uh, are, I mean. Am I
1: just going to, am I just going to come off just looking like the sluttiest? I mean, I'm really smart. I went to, I graduated magna cum laude. I mean, it's not just, just kind of what I'm struggling with right now. I I know,
0: but it's a great story to, and obviously we're not going to mention the person's name, but to, uh, I would say that this person was an A list actor. Yeah. and, And for you, dirty, uh, disgusting perverts who hopefully retweet the link of the show uh i'm don't private message me asking me who it was have some class uh it, it must it, it what, what i'm trying to think how to phrase this question was it a, a sexually gratificating thing visually to see this a-list actor degrading themselves i i
1: i don't i don't even recall the visual part of it. I mean, he was high when he did it. I, do you want me to just say what he did? It and then, was then we're like,
0: going to get into the Magnum Coulade <laughs> stuff. I <This> is <laughs>
1: to balance it out. This is what they call I'm the, not a porn star.
0: This is the radiant spike of the show. So, you know, sex sells.
1: Um... His girlfriend was in the other room. He's really into black chicks, and uh, it's
0: not a Robert De Niro, so just get your <laughs> minds out of the.
1: Um, and so we were on the couch, and we had sex, and then he came inside me, and then he sucked out the cum.
0: Well, there you go. We'll see him on the red <laughs> carpet. Uh,
1: and he was really high, and I was like, "Holy shit! That is the most disgusting, amazing." hardcore hot thing i just had so many feelings about it and he goes i was so high it was actually really gross but you were so into it i I was like okay cool he's very honest i mean he's insane he's totally insane well you know uh i I mean when he was using and i was in sober i was in sober living and i went over there he's like "Uh, uh, i'm straight and i was like i don't i'm not the sober police i'm here to fuck you i'm not here to fucking 12-step you i don't care right Well, so you I'm, know my business. I'm a fan of the man. Uh, oh, amazing actor! Incredibly talented. Really person. is. I oh, amazing! Mean, it, but actors are ego—they lie for a living, and they're fucking egomaniacs. I mean, so are s- fucking singers and songwriters. But you know, I—I don't, I don't know what. I'm like a magnet for for sociopaths and narcissists for some reason. Like all my exes are that. All of them.
0: But this particular guy, and uh, I'm not, I will give no hints mm-hmm. the, as to the movies. He, he's been in, but he, to me, he could have been like the Gene Hackman of this generation. Of course. Like in terms of, he's really good uh, in anything.
1: Yeah, uh, he's super talented. I mean, super, you could
0: super put super him talented. in like Porky's Five <laughs> and you'd be like, wow, this guy's amazing.
1: <laughs> I haven't spoken to him in a while.
0: Well, so. he's been busy. He's got no. some off field problems, as they say in the outlet. No,
1: he's, he's like got movies coming out and whatever, but you know, it's like, again, it's not sort of. The, and the, the direction I'm moving right now with my life and my sexuality and relationships. So.
0: But yeah, I, I would think it would be a no knock against him, a step backwards to uh, rekindle. No. The, uh, but that is a crazy, I've never done that and had no desire to do that to any girl.
1: I I mean, I don't even know if they do that in porn. It was pretty far out. It was pretty far out. They
0: probably do, but... uh, No one's
1: ever done that to me before or since. And I just want to preface this. Like, I was celibate for seven years. I didn't lose my virginity until I was 19. And I didn't have my first orgasm till, like, this last year. I didn't really. I was, like, pretty unorgasmic. So this is all kind of, you know, me sort of in my sexual awakening and sort of almost puberty, like, but very late.
0: Well, I feel the same way. Because... (laughs)
1: Uh, <laughs> You're such a liar
0: No, no, I did not get laid till I, uh, I was 21 I'm not bragging uh, And that first orgasm uh, Boy, it was like that episode of the Three Stooges When uh, Curly found uh, the oil geyser <laughs> And I was just like, wow, this is great
1: Oh, I was masturbating when I was, like, six, but... I mean, Oh, so, you know. so... We're so similar. I know. We're sort of the same person. It's terrifying, actually.
0: I mean, I literally... Uh, and we
1: have the same voice, too, so...
0: Yeah, I mean, our kids <laughs> would be perverts.
1: But smart.
0: Smart, good-looking. Yeah. Hopefully, they'd get your face. Jewish. Maybe. You're gorgeous. Stop. I mean, no, but I'm a very... Uh, this is the mom uh, in me. My mom was amazing. Uh, so is my dad, but uh, she, she just always... Always raised me that you know there's always someone better than you out there. Of so, course, so be humble and
1: there's yeah. always someone better and thinner and smarter and funnier and richer and all yeah, that kind of that, stuff. that's so exactly like, what she said. And my of dad course. was very much the same. You way. can't, you can't compare. It's just, it's a losing game.
0: So yeah, you can't. You know, comedy wise, but okay. we, I have trouble, and I th- I'm guessing you do too, accepting compliments. Oh yeah. Like oh, you're so pretty. You are beautiful. Thank and, you. And I'm not. You know, we're we're buds. So I'm not trying to be like creepy.
1: Uh, no absolutely it's hard to take that in for sure because
0: you're so in no, i'm not saying you, yeah. but like, no i'm very both.
1: insecure and it's like you know so when someone's like you're really beautiful and like looking you in the eyes you're like whoa i mean it feels amazing but it's it's tough to, to take it it's tough to own it i'm working on it and that's one of the other reasons you know what i've noticed too since i've stopped doing comedy um is that anytime i feel anxious or uncomfortable or situations getting too intimate, I'll make a joke, which is a classic comic thing to do. Let's, let's lighten this up and, and deflect it with some humor. And the person I'm seeing right now really doesn't like that.
0: Because they think you're mocking them.
1: He doesn't think I'm mocking him. He just thinks that I'm not able to be present and that I'm uncomfortable. And so I'm deflecting with some bad joke, which is true.
0: Well, that's how I do it. You know, I, I'm very. Uh...
1: I know, that's why I'm telling you
0: socially awkward i guess you'd you're not say.
1: socially awkward at all
0: but i mean when there's a serious subject that needs to be uh, addressed like whenever i've had a problem.
1: we're talking about like super intimate conversation like if it gets too like intimate and heavy it can get scary and so then i'll make some you know retarded joke
0: yeah that's how you know because that's so, our shield is of our, course. our comedy and uh you know it's a great shield to have but I, it's I think, not
1: good in relationships though it's not
0: yeah because it's i think there's a time and a place, I guess, but I just...
1: I mean, I can't tell you until... I'm oh, just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just kidding. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll be present. I mean, that's like...
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I went on a tender date once. And she was actually pretty cool. I mean, I almost broke my thumb swiping right too much. I mean, and I was like, you know, it was kind of awkward. There's a certain awkwardness, and I'm like, so... Uh, you just you ever swiped right on everyone? Pretty much, except, well, I mean, uh, you know, be a certain... Uh, I, I, I would break left on some. I mean, I would literally, like, I'd be, and I had to get off of Tinder uh, because it was chewing up my data plan. I remember one month, someone told me about Tenders. Oh, this is cool. So I would go on it at the gym for an hour while I'm on the elliptical and just swipe It eats right. up
1: your data plan? The data plan I had at the time. I didn't know that. Why? Well, I, I did my, I did a Tindervention on myself and fucking took myself off and deleted it. Because also, it's all just sex addicts and sociopaths. It's, no one is looking for a real anything. Yeah, now it's,
0: it's gotten so big that the, the, the hot girls on it are porn bots or like uh, escort, uh, you know, uh, type services, which, you know, I'm not saying I've never done before. I mean, you know, I'm not saying I've never uh, <laughs> made a purchase, but, um, you know.
1: I heard that one guy did an experiment and he swiped right on everyone and they split him up. And thirty girls, he was really nice. And thirty girls, he typed everything in big caps and was like a total dick. And guess which got him laid?
0: Oh, I'm sure that being a dick. Of course. Well, I mean, I and, and I'm asking you, this as a girl. I, I found that probably the last ten years of me dating, and I usually had a girlfriend, but you know the off times I didn't, and even the girlfriends I had, that I ended up getting more. Uh, reaction from them treating them like shit versus nice
1: um you know i'm not into being treated like shit you know it's like i mean i guess you don't want someone who's just kissing your ass all the time you want someone as your equal and can volley with you and that kind of stuff but after having been married and having been through a couple of abusive situations like i really want someone who's kind i think it takes a lot stronger person to be kind and loving and you know i can be Violent, and I can be very reactive and retaliatory. So I need someone who can stay steady, and just kind of not take it personally and just roll with it. Because I want to learn how to be a better communicator and not be that person. I don't want to do what I did in my marriage, you know. So mm. it's like, I mean, I really, of course, with Tinder. I mean, what makes it hot is someone who's you know nice, but also you know gives a little edge. It's got to be that balance. It's a, it's a, it's fishing. It's a lure. It's but, um. I mean, I want someone who's really kind and can show up and text and calls and, you know, holds you and that kind of stuff. I no, think You're I'm not beca- going
0: to get that on Tinder.
1: <laughs> well, that's why I got off.
0: Well, I was so horny at one point. I got on, there was I I don't know if it was a competitor to Tinder, but it was, I think it was called Swoon.
1: Oh, I never even heard of it.
0: It was basically for, uh, you know, the real nitty gritty. I mean. What does that mean? Just like uh, the people who are wanting to be a little more discreet and. Like uh, basically uh, just deviants, and
1: uh, like there are t- plenty of deviants on Tinder. Believe me.
0: Oh, but I mean, I think some people actually go on there. Oh, I just want to meet a nice person. Mm, I
1: well, I mean, maybe those people. I
0: uh, I don't know. Swoon I mean, was like, I, I These are people who just want to get pounded.
1: Well, you know, I mean, I I went on a couple Tinder dates. It didn't lead anywhere, and then I had some Tinder hookups. You know, and I just. Uh, I mean, I like the people who treated me like a human being, but you also you're on. It's based on pictures. No one reads your profile. I said what I did, and then people would say, "What do you do?" I'm like, "Oh, so you don't? You didn't read my profile? You just basically looked at the picture." I mean, you know, it's based completely on physical attraction, which is very a very small part of anything that works. You know,
0: I mean, well, it just fades after two weeks. Like, even if you have the most amazing sex. Maybe a little longer than two. Well, weeks. Well,
1: chemistry, physical chemistry is pretty powerful stuff. I mean, I've had amazing chemistry with people I've hated, so. Yeah. Um, but you know, if someone's dumb, like I can't, I just can't do it. If you, if you, if you're not smart and funny, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm that's... all about charisma. Charisma it, it trumps everything for me. Could you Looks look at... or body or any of that.
0: Well, good body fades. I mean, like, the, the initial rush is is cool I mean the
1: guy that got me to have my uh, all these crazy orgasms was very overweight this architect that I started sleeping with during there's our dating during my divorce not attractive 280 300 pounds big guy big guy and when I met him I was like oh god no he was so aggressive and so sure of himself that it was a huge turn on and I felt really kind of emotionally safe and it was the first time that I, I, I was able to really let it go now I, c- I can't turn it off. <laughs> well, it's all good
0: though. It's uh, you know, mm, oh, I mean no. you're gonna find a a, a sane dude and uh, you know uh, that guy's gonna be one lucky man because uh, you know I think your sexual prime is still. Uh, oh, it's
1: on me now. I mean, yeah. even you know, I was offered someone someone who lives with their girlfriend was trying to get me to spend the night, and I just said, you know, I really don't want to be someone's side piece or someone's fucked all, so I it's not good for me and you know, I really like you. I've known him for a while and I just said, you know, let me I will hang out when you're single. But that I don't know. That's I mean come on, I went to SAA yesterday, so that's probably just a carryover from that. Like I mean Yeah. This this could cave in a day, you know.
0: Well call me when you cave. I <laughs> uh, just kidding, just kidding. Uh I mean, you know, it's uh <laughs> I, I think, you know, once again, you and I are incredibly alike. And this, we, we've reached a point where we...
1: Very, very similar.
0: You know, five years ago, we'd, we'd, you know, be all over each other. Oh, fuck it. You're with someone. I'm with someone uh-huh. who gives a fuck. Uh, but, uh, you know, I mean, you do get better, I think, as you get older. And you're like, ah, that's kind of silly behavior.
1: and You know. I'll tell you something interesting. You were talking about pod. Um, well, I have epilepsy. I developed epilepsy about 11 years ago. From, from my drug use, yeah.
0: Now, is that from meth? Or? Yeah,
1: they think so. I mean, I was living in France. I started having grand mal seizures out of the blue. I was five years sober and epilepsy does run my family i didn't have a head injury and the doctor's like did you do a lot of drugs and i was like oh he's like like a lot of cocaine i'm like mm, i did a lot of meth and he was like yeah you have hyperactive lesions on your frontal lobe so that's my excuse because your frontal lobe is your brake system where like oh should i do this should i not do this so i basically that's where my hyperactivity is so i'll be like oh that's a bad idea and we're doing it you know what i mean wow. like um so I've been struggling with that for the last 11 years, lots of different medications. Someone wanted to do brain surgery. I was like, uh fuck no, because they could freeze the part that's hyperactive, but like one centimeter to the left and you taste oranges for the rest of your life. Like, what if they cut out my funny? Like, what if they cut out my, you know, don't cut out the sex drive, right. please. So, um, I, I'm on marijuana oil. Even though I'm sober, it's CBD. It's called cannabinoid oil, and um, it's being used very effectively to treat uh, children who have, like, intractable epilepsy. You have, like, 100 seizures a day, and uh, it's, it's uh, the non-psychoactive part, and it's, like, an oil, and you spray it, and that's what I'm, I'm doing now, along with a, with, with, a, uh, with a seizure medication.
0: Now, what would that oil do to someone like, say, me? who?
1: Nothing. Just mellow you out. Just nothing. You're not going to feel anything. I don't feel anything.
0: Well, uh, do you want to try it? No, no, I'm, I'm afraid I'd like it. So <laughs> no,
1: it doesn't do anything. Don't yeah, have any but then effect. I'd be
0: like, well, if the oil feels good, why don't it I try? Does
1: it feel good? Does it feel like anything? There's no effect. There's I mean, no I definitely th- need something psychoactive. To love. You need the. You need up.
0: Well, I mean, that's the caffeine I take. That that helps me. Uh, you know. Yeah, we are talking about drinks. our
1: addictions to energy drinks. I can't do that anymore because of my epilepsy. But fuck, I love that shit.
0: Well, I tried one the other night at the uh, gas station. Uh, Which one? Sam Vicente and uh, no, oh, you actually. N- I thought you were talking which gas. No, station. I don't give a
1: shit. Which drink? Uh,
0: well, they were all out of uh, Red Bull, and I my favorite is Rockstar uh, Diet Yellow. It yeah, just me too. Tastes like lemonade. Me too. And uh, so the guy's like, "Hey, Earl," which is really scary that the gas station guy. There knows you go. His There's
1: that's I told you. That's it's a persuasion technique. So yeah, you're now. right. And he's like, "Well, <laughs> we
0: just got this one in by Extends," uh, which is the penis. Uh, it's supposed to make your dick bigger, but I I wasn't calculating what he was saying. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll take it. Uh So I drank it, and it just tasted like water. Did down. it make you horny? No, it. Uh, uh well, <laughs> it might have, but uh, so you, you don't know. I the way I drink energy drinks is I I basically wolf them down because the caffeine and everything just gets right in there.
1: God, you're you could be an addict.
0: Oh, I definitely am. I <laughs> like I'm an minute. I'm an addict with working out. Really?
1: I hadn't noticed.
0: With well, it's it's You're uh,
1: at the gym twice a day.
0: Well, it it goes back to your insecurity of uh you know, especially uh since uh I'm trying not to uh, say this so I don't give away who I'm talking about uh I may have had a situation uh at, at a point in my life where i was uh there was uh, another dude involved and right uh, i know what you're talking about so you get so insecure you're like well i'm going to work out and and when next time uh she sees me she's go oh my god uh i really fucked up and so that was the
1: Have you seen her? Uh
0: yeah yeah so Did she say that? Um i could tell uh that the uh fruits of the working out uh, <laughs> it paid off uh like <laughs>
1: I was so that was put so politically correct well i'm trying
0: to uh <laughs> you know be uh, as delicate as i can about uh you know i never like talking about other people unless right. they're in the room right because they may have a different take on the situation No, i think that's smart uh and you know i started getting facials and uh you know and i've always taken good care of myself but uh this situation made me go all in like See when
1: I got When I My marriage fell apart I just self-destructed You know I started drinking I tried to kill myself I started cutting I started fucking All these people I mean I just Completely imploded It wasn't like I was like Oh I'm gonna work out And get myself together And show him I mean I just Fell the fuck apart You know And it's like That's the kind of stuff That I'm working on In all my recovery Is just like Having self-esteem And not doing things At people And You know, not letting other people affect your self-image that much. It's like, you know, you think someone's the key to your happiness, but if you lose them, you can find someone else to be the key to your happiness. You're the key to your happiness. It's inside of you. You know, there are people you thought you could never live without. You're living without them. You've moved on. It just takes time. It's a grieving process.
0: But I hold grudges, so I like uh, to... uh...
1: You're talking... Hello?
0: But this is where probably the only way you and I
1: are different. Like, I'm more uh, subtle. Like, yeah, I'm not subtle. No one's ever. Subtle has never <laughs> been a word that subtle. anyone has ever used in relation to me at all. It's like,
0: you know, uh, like when I play hockey, it's like my only non comedy activity other than going to shitty metal shows. Uh, and someone slashes me. I think everyone on the ring thinks Earl's going to get them back right now. And I don't. Oh, you wait. I wait. Oh, that's fucking scary shit. Yeah, and it's an all. I, I think I'm quoting a Steven Seagal movie which is really frightening that Steven Seagal is a a uh, mentor to me. and Yeah, it of, is. That's, But he's like, the only thing worse than death is the anticipation of it. <laughs> it's true. Like Well,
1: the revenge is just best served cold, but I, I don't have the impulse control to do that.
0: Well, I barely do,
1: but, you know, it's like. <laughs> you know, I'm not good like that. I'm super reactive and impulsive and, you know. But oh, so am I. Yeah, but, I, can, I can't hold on do that but again it's like you know what they say in resentment is a poison you drink waiting for the other person to die it's like you just can't live your life like that it just it makes you miserable
0: it does and i'm trying to be better at uh, letting go of uh, grudges and whatnot but uh you know it is fun when my way works uh to a certain degree you know mind games it's all about uh, tony robbins marshall silver power of the mind Mhm. So you know, because I think the natural reaction of the other person is think, whether it be in hockey or with uh, certain situations in my past, it's like, oh my God, he's he's gonna hit me right now, right? And I don't,
1: right? And then they their their, their guard is up, and then they relax, and then you get him when they're.
0: Sometimes I don't even do that. I just like I'll, like with this one guy who hit me in the face, uh, and I think it was by accident, but it, it caused a huge uh, permanent scar on my lip, which looks like I have herpes, uh, but I don't. I'm clean. I don't believe you. I'm uh, gonna see you no, I'm actually very clean. Uh, never had a disease, uh, sexual disease. But, uh, you know, I would skate by this guy and just loiter around him. Oh,
1: my God, just freak him out. Just give him a total panic attack.
0: And, like, he, he would play the opposite. And I'm getting too into hockey talk here. But, like, he would, was the right wing. I was the left wing. I would purposely go over to the right mm. wing.
1: It's a predatory I, role.
0: Well, I'm, a, I, I'm the furthest thing from an alpha male. I'm, I'm much more a follower than a leader. But
1: What? Well, That's an secret. alpha
0: male, it's like, hey, I've got the biggest stick in the room. I, you know, ugh.
1: I think you're alpha in a subtle way.
0: I'm a, I, I'm a nice alpha male. Like uh, with this particular guy, uh, other guy uh, in, in the unnamed situation, uh, I know he thinks at any moment I could walk into this certain place he hangs out.
1: And just beat the shit out of him. Yeah, and of I course.
0: won't. But it's I know. But you I, have the
1: power, and that's enough.
0: Well, I don't know if I would say that, but I know that in some deep
1: uh, recess of his mind, of his uh,
0: <laughs> you know cocaine fueled mind. It's, oh, he's a cokehead. Oh yeah, he's the worst. Uh, but uh, I know that he... Is Earl going to come in here tonight.
1: Well, coke will make you paranoid too. So he's already. Oh, I combat. love
0: it. <laughs> How about tomorrow night? Is he going to come? Is he going to be around the corner? and i that's more the punishment than just i mean i th- i would feel great if i beat the shit out of him but uh that's a short term you know right. i think the minute you landed the the 10th punch all right this isn't what i thought it would be
1: i don't know i've never really been in a physical fight well with my ex yeah but
0: i mean i was in a physical fight the other uh 2 weeks ago at the comedy store what Oh, well, uh, I didn't throw any punches because I didn't want to get sued. That's the Jew in me. I'm like, okay, don't
1: <laughs> don't throw a punch. That's I, right. We both were bribed growing up, too. We have that in common.
0: Yeah, let's talk about, I mean, uh, uh, just real uh, fast on, on the physical, uh, it's probably the only time I've ever been in a physical altercation on the streets. This guy was being pretty inappropriate to several girls up at the comedy store. And uh, I, I had to spring into uh, there. There was no long-term uh, mental mind game with this guy, uh, and he actually got banned from the comedy store for life. Which, wow!
1: He was a comic. No,
0: no, he's oh. just old creepy guy Ew.
1: who would uh, dress up. You were so up. chivalrous. You took care of all the girls. That's so nice. Well, he,
0: yeah, he was being incredibly inappropriate. Gross. Uh and, and you know, people. And I know you know the comedy story. to get banned for life it's from the comedy difficult. store yeah. you gotta be fucked up yeah 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 yeah. I mean it's yeah. impossible yeah yeah true true uh, I mean I've seen comics get in fist fights yeah and they b- were rewarded with headlining the main <laughs> room the next night
1: I know someone who decked a comic and I think they got banned for a month or three months or something like that I mean Don
0: Barris who's one of my good friends up there I think he's been banned 13 times <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he still has a running show there.
0: And he's got not only the Ding Dong show, which is a great show on Monday nights, uh, but he's also uh, basically is the closer at seven nights a week. Well, I'm eight.
1: telling you, sometimes infamy is good. Like, I get paid for all my bad decisions, you know, to be a warning to other people. Don't do this. I mean, I'm like the smartest, stupidest person I know. You know? Yeah. I mean. It's like, how really? How did I end up in all these situations with a 153 IQ? Like, I don't. It's funny too, because it was like I was talking to another friend of mine who's a sex addict, who I've known while I was married, good good friend of mine, comic, and. Um, Is she cute? No, I'm just kidding. It's a guy. Oh, never mind. And w- I never slept with him, and uh, he said, "I'm so glad we never did." And he said, "I don't, f- I don't eat other Tyrannosaurus rexes."
0: <laughs> Tell me about it. Because
1: I don't hunt other hunters. I hunt, you know. I don't, I'm i a fucking great white. I don't fucking eat other great whites. He was like, I, I fucking eat like bleeding seals caught in the kelp. And I was like, God, that's fucking genius. Well, yeah, I mean... Steve like, Randolph. Do you know Steve Randolph?
0: Um, I think I've done a show or two with
1: him. Well, I mean, I just opened... I just blew his anonymity too. Oops, hey, Steve, sorry, Steve, let's hang out, man. <laughs> um. Anyway, I, I don't see myself that way. I really don't. Again, I can be very kittenish and soft and whatever. It just takes someone with the right kind of masculine energy to kind of put me in my place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I know what you're talking about, Amy.
1: You know, I don't like that people see me as, like, aggressive and assertive. Like, that's just, I don't know.
0: But, I mean, that's the, uh, I guess, the rub of being a a strong-willed woman. You're you seeing it as either a bitch or a cunt. Pardon my people language. People
1: are scared of me. I was raised by my dad. I'm sort of a, I'm a like an alcoholic, you know, Jewish comedy writer, in, you know, in a woman's body. That's, you know. I, I was raised by my dad, so I can write, and I know how to drink, and I know how to play poker, and I know how to play basketball and ride a bike, and I don't know anything. I can't cook except dope. I mean, that's kind of, oh. it just, I, I was raised by a, a man.
0: That would be a great cookbook, the uh, Amy Dresner uh, the dope uh <laughs> Recipe Book, and it would probably sell. Hey, I'm when sure. you're uh, on uh, meth, uh, this is a great rigatoni uh, recipe. I would buy it. (laughs) But but it's stuff like that that would sell. Of course. In this day and age where... If it
1: bleeds, it leads. That's what my editor always says.
0: Right. And I think uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger said uh, uh, in Predator, if it bleeds, we can kill it. So (laughs) uh, they had trouble getting the Predator. I'm a big Predator fan. Because I used to go to pussy parties at Shane Black's house who wrote I know Shane Black. I bet you do.
1: No, 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 no. Not like that.
0: Well, he was. Uh, I've
1: I, heard of his parties. I, I've heard.
0: Well, Shane Black is, and uh, uh, I don't want to get. Are you too... still friendly with him? Well, I, I don't want to. I'm not one of these guys who acts like we're friends. We were uh, acquaintances, and to show you how little that means, he probably doesn't even know my name.
1: But oh, he and I used to have lunch together almost every day, every I, week. I for would a while. love to
0: have him on this podcast. Uh,
1: He's a doll. He's well, a he doll. super 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 smart.
0: Yeah, and uh, crazy smart wasn't really into my sense of humor one night at one of his <laughs> pussy parties because my friend goes uh, Miami Eric, uh, who's now like a big uh, well I don't, don't want to say what he does now because it'll give it away who he is but let's just say he's had a stunning life transformation into probably the biggest pussy hound I've ever met in my life to like this amazing guy but he said hey we're gonna go to Shane Black's house you know he wrote Lethal Weapon and Predator and like I am like a walking IMDb of like. Uh, I think most people wouldn't know who Shane Black is Like, uh,
1: I had a birthday party at his house oh, a 39th uh, birthday party it's upstairs oh so my the... god stop
0: but I mean like most uh, like regular working people wouldn't true know who that is true. but he's certainly very famous to people like you yeah. and I he's, yeah we're gonna he's having a party at his par- house in Hancock Park and you gotta go he's got like a nightclub and with a stripper pole and shit yeah and so we go up there and we and he's picking flowers at like 2 in the morning so awesome and he looks at us and goes, hey, guys, come on in. And I,
1: <laughs>
0: I instantly knew who he was because he was the first guy killed in Predator with the glasses. I guess they threw him a bone. Yeah, he
1: acts sometimes, too. Yeah, he gives
0: himself little parts yeah, uh-huh. in this movie, yeah. which I kind of think is neat. And, uh, so, long story short, it's about four in the morning, a lot, a lot of situations happening. I think I had told some girl I was in Star Wars, uh, which is probably not the best
1: phone. Oh, this cra- is when you told... Her that you were a stormtrooper because yeah. they can't ever. Well, you could. You know, you're tall and it's a great lie. big. It's a great to lie. Did you get, to to get laid?
0: Uh, I did actually, but see, it worked. So I see Shane. I left this girl because I see Shane Black walk in, and he had like this bar at his house, like a mm-hmm. full bar that you'd see in a nightclub. I know. And I'm like, hey man, not, I don't mean to be a dick, and you know, when you say something like that, you're being a dick. Uh, I'm like, hey, but do you, I do the best impression of the Indian from Predator? <laughs> do you mind if I do that to you right now (gasps) just because I know you'd appreciate it and he just looks at me like no (laughs) but I did it anyway
1: did he throw you out
0: no actually I won him over oh good uh, you know there's a lot of great impression comics Rich Little I, I have
1: immense respect for Impression Comics. I can't I can't do that. I
0: You're, do for the same reason cuz I can't I, do I can't it. do
1: that at all. But uh, you know, like like Tammy Jodiean who we're talking about does uh, I told her that she looked like a female version of uh Gary Busey and she does a Gary Busey impression that is Fucking beyond, and I just fall on the floor every time. I mean, it's so spot on, it's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, kill. I, saw, I think I saw, you know, and I Maria never...
1: Bamford amazing impressions of different types of people. It's like, holy shit!
0: I know uh, Melissa Vias and yours, like, oh, she, yeah,
1: she's she, brilliant too.
0: She's dead on with like I think, her uh,
1: singing and stuff. Yeah, yeah, amazing. amazing. And then uh, Jeff
0: Richards. Uh, do you know Jeff Richards? Of course, uh. His Louis Anderson is. Oh, I haven't
1: seen his Louis Anderson, but I've been. I I I know him, and I know his like new album, his videos, and yeah, his songs. Yeah, he's and brilliant. His, like the British, like you know, gay '80s guy. Yeah, like you know. very. Uh, mm-hmm. I think
0: he's inspired by like the Pet Shop Boys. Totally, and, uh, all that stuff. He and he does. He does the best impression of me, and I'm completely unknown. But he puts my glasses. Jeff on. Richards does. Yeah, and oh, he's got all my mannerisms. And, <laughs> you know. Uh, Don Barris will uh, Late night at the comedy store <laughs> Jeff usually sits in the back And Don will be like Asking him a question As if he's me Oh that's hilarious and he's like, Oh yeah Absolutely Girl <laughs> what, what do you think of uh, Your ex-girlfriend uh, and, and Jeff will be like Oh yeah She's a real con. <laughs>
1: uh, that's funny
0: And I love Oh I came so hard The other <laughs> night and that's the, exactly. The him. guy I'm
1: dating said I, I sound like a cross between Vin Diesel and Spicoli if they had a masculine daughter. He does impressions of me all the time. <laughs> Let's vape. Ugh. dude, listen. He just calls me the rapist. I'm like, I don't, you know. It's like even though you're manly, skinny and manly, I still adore you. I'm like, wait, did you just call me skinny and manly?
0: You're skinny, but you are the furthest thing from manly. You. Thank you. Even though I, but the lips, total uh, Steve and Tyler. <laughs> And a little bit of Tom Kiefer from Cinderella. He's, he's got lips that just, just could devour. He must eat amazing pussy. Uh, either one. I mean, those lips are just like, you know. And Gene Simmons with the tongue. It's like, that, that guy yeah, that must, tongue's pretty crazy. I mean, that's uh, wild. And uh, uh, yeah, who else? Uh, yeah, I guess those are the only three guys that would, you know. I mean, I don't do. De- have myself that department by the way I do have an autographed picture of the Indian from Predator in my bedroom uh, I'll show it to you after I'm sure you will well no no I, look <laughs> just the picture I have the weirdest collection of autographed frame pictures I go to uh, the frame store right down the street and I uh, I don't think too many people had an, an autographed picture of Sonny Land from Predator so and I also took in the same day uh, a picture of Ron Jeremy and uh this porn star called Smalley polly he, he gave me an autograph 8x10 it's the best autograph i have because he's like too earl if you can find a smaller dick suck it <laughs> and the guy at the frame store is looking at this going like uh,
1: uh it's amazing what kind of frame do you want oh and my I, god i love it
0: so uh you know i i love i'm always obsessed with like B-movie actors, and and, like, mm-hmm. and that's a dismissive term, because I don't like... No, uh, it's not. But, I mean, I, I don't know if, like, these actual actors, are, like, being called a B-movie... No, of
1: course they don't. They're all striving to be A, but, you know. But, I mean, I think That person guy, I had an affair with is, like, a C-fucking-movie actor.
0: Yeah, but I love... Because, you know, obviously in any movie you have uh, the, the stars who have to have the lead roles, but any movie, I think, is made by the, the, the secondary... Uh, you know, like you'd look at Tom Hanks in Philadelphia.
1: Oh, so amazing.
0: Great movie. Uh, and it's weird that I live in a gay neighborhood. That movie's like an iconic mm-hmm. uh I mean, I, I've never really seen it fully through. Cause, what? Well, listen, Amy, if I want to see a guy dying of AIDS, I'll just go to the sure. supermarket. <laughs> see, I, I just slipped in a joke there. You know, it's an awful joke, but you're doing
1: a set on me. You're doing I a am. bit on me. T- this
0: is my audition reel for uh, <laughs> Chelsea lately. Oh, wait, that shows off the air. <laughs> so, well, you know, if I do that joke ever, I've got the crowd on my hands because uh, that's a joke I'm not very comfortable saying. Right? Because it, it, you know, obviously, it's you, edgy.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be for
0: difficult. me. It's edgy. For you, it's probably an opener. <laughs> That's about as edgy as I go. And the first time I heard the N-word story, uh, that's a that's a crazy. Yeah, I mean, story. when
1: I was on the sober tour, I could talk about anything, and they loved me. But when I was like opening for like college crowds and stuff, woo, you know, It was like I could be their mother, and I'm talking about shooting coke in my neck, and fucking, they were like, whoa, it was
0: just. Because college gigs, I don't think a lot of people realize this. Are, uh, you know, you're basically told by I think it's what's the uh, person in charge at the college, the entertainment director. Uh, it, that's not it, but it's... I know what you're talking about. And they tell you specific, Like, at the few I've done, it's like, hey, you can't talk about politics. You no, this can't. was
1: actually at the Ice House. It was like a college-age club. Oh, okay. It was like comedy juice or whatever.
0: Because I know... Uh, I'm
1: not a good host. I'm not a good host. Like, and I feel the same
0: way about I me. I can't
1: host. I'm just not good at it. Well, you I'm can.
0: Not, you're funny enough where you could pull it off.
1: You know, I just... It's not my forte at all. Because
0: I think... Because uh, I'm
1: not happy. I'm not like a happy comic. I'm not like a smiley, like... You know? like people like me cuz they're like, oh, I'm so glad I'm not her. <laughs> yeah.
0: But which it does make a good host. I mean, I think a good host, I think uh, it,
1: I feel better about myself now hearing about this bitch's life.
0: Yeah, which I think is a great host, but I think <laughs> some people they want someone and this is a, once again this might seem like a a backhanded jab at someone, but it it's I think a good host is like someone like Fraser Smith. Right. You know, who's so like oh, totally, and, like Totally, I agree. You know, he does. Like, hey, I went to the Clipper game. What Mm -hmm. time does it start? Well, Mm -hmm. what time can you get here? That kind of humor. Absolutely. And, you know, because you go, oh, this guy's, like, harmless and, like, Every
1: time before Don Barris used to bring me on stage at the store, he would do that getting in a girl's vagina joke. And the crowd was so uncomfortable. And then he'd bring me up. I was like, really? Every time. Every Mm -hmm. time.
0: Because then you have to follow this... uh, insanity of like
1: <laughs> yeah he gets like he gets in the pussy and like gets out. you've seen him do that whole thing what pulls it over his head and the whole deal
0: yeah now for those of you not going what the fuck are they talking about don barris comedy store legend i mean he and does a great job doing the warm-up on uh, jimmy kimmel which is kind of funny to see him do the audience warm-up for a disney uh right b- based or uh owned show or whatever right And then at the comedy store late night, his signature bit is called Eating the Vagina. (laughs) And Don's got a very long tongue. And and, uh, he's just a great looking dude. You know, he's, uh, you know, a a real character. Yes. And he does a bit called Eating the Pussy, where he simulates uh, oral sex through his, it's a POV uh, bit. (laughs) And then he'll bring up someone like Amy or me or whoever, uh, hey, your next comic.
1: <laughs>
0: and it made me a stronger comic following that. Cause it's like, oh, it's
1: really hard.
0: Don's a very, very hard comic to follow.
1: Well, he's super high energy too. And really in your face and aggressive and like fearless.
0: And he's got this just amazing charisma. Yeah, and, totally. And you can't... I've seen a lot of comics bomb after him because it's like... You just can't go right into your pre-planned no bit. No way. No way. Yeah. Of, uh, you know, like Don's really funny. Uh, sometimes when the crowd's not totally on board with him, uh, he's like, oh, what do you want? A socks in the dryer bit? Uh, hey, I just did laundry. And uh, where's that other sock go? I mean, he, and, and it's like he's totally mocking the crowd. Of, like, you guys are morons. And this is, you know. So if you can follow Don. Uh, and usually don closes the show but he also hosts a lot of the uh comedy shows you're a good comic because Mm. he makes you uh have to go out of your comfort zone but you you kill i've never seen you have a bad set so
1: i was i did i i in general did pretty well
0: but yeah yeah i mean you're you have an amazing presence yourself and like uh very much like wendy o williams like even though i didn't like her music necessarily i was a fan cuz it was like wow this this chick just captivates me
1: i was always scared of doing black crowds cuz i didn't think they would like me cuz i was jewish you want i kid? did i did uh, an all bl- i got booked on an all black show i was the only white girl the only white comic and the only white person in the audience i think besides my you know a friend and my ex-husband and i absolutely crushed it because black people love the real shit the yeah. real fearless shit
0: and you are as Throw real it as it gets,
1: so I've heard <laughs>
0: I mean you're not going to do a socks in the dryer bag. no, it's about you yeah. know your your life, yeah, but that's why I love you because it's
1: i't if you're not doing you know trying to do therapy and educate people and dismiss you know uh prejudice about certain situations and educate people through humor and you know be honest and vulnerable i don't know what the fuck you're doing on stage like you know to do that and make people laugh that's it you know i'm not i like people who are really vulnerable with their comedy who are themselves and fucking air their dirty laundry on stage i think it takes balls and i think it helps people
0: yeah like uh who who another friend of tammy's uh laurie Hill martin she totally does this spit about her dead dad. Oh, it's right. Like
1: It's uh, funny to see people what people find uh taboo. What yeah. they won't laugh at. They won't allow themselves to laugh at it. Like I had a bit about raping my ex-husband and people would really not be on board with it in the beginning. They were like, "Oh god, it really." And then they they couldn't help themselves. I would just keep pushing and acting it out and doing the voices and they lost it. They absolutely lost it.
0: Well, because I think it's uh like, I used to worry about when I, and I'm probably the furthest thing from an edgy comic, but, uh, you know, I used to do a 9 11 joke. That it's probably the best joke I've ever written. And I, I, sometimes I wouldn't deliver it well because it's like I was a fr- I did, afraid. I did it once, and this guy comes up to me afterwards and says, Yeah, I lost my brother in tower, Oof. too. And I'm like, uh, Oh, I, I'm in a different 9 11.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you back away and get scared of a joke, it dies. You're fucked.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, and I don't.
1: You gotta uh, sell it. You gotta sell it. You gotta be fearless.
0: Yeah, and, or you have to find a way to, uh, you know, like when I talk about the first time I heard the N word, I just can't say that word on stage. Uh, it's just, it's just, I, I can't. Uh, so, I but I finally found a way to make the the joke work. Uh,
1: I think you're very edgy.
0: I mean, I. I uh, yeah, I'm starting, uh, you know, 15 years in to finally uh, find a way to make it work for me, whereas, like, five years ago, ten years ago, I was just didn't have the chops to uh, talk about. I, I like, like, your type of humor, like, where you just talk about your life, and, you know, I've never been, like, a great joke writer from the standpoint of, like, uh, you know, what's the deal with Obama? <laughs> uh. I just can't, you know. But back then, that's what I did, because it was, you know, I wasn't confident enough. Mm. But, uh you know, I think when you show fear, the audience seizes that, and uh, you are fer- You are a fearless comic.
1: So. No, I was terrified every time I was on stage. But, I mean, you will talk about... Oh, oh it, yeah. I mean, I was terrified, but I did it anyway. I just, that's the stuff I can and want to talk about, and it's the only stuff I really know about, and I'm really just kind of filterless, so, I mean, which is what makes my writing the way it is. I just, and I never read the comments on the fix, You ever. can't. No. I mean, my dad's a writer, and he just said, if you read the comments, half the time you think you should have won a Nobel Prize, and the other time, you know, half the time you thought you should have fucking thrown yourself out the fucking window. So I don't want to read the comments because I don't want to pander to the readers, and I don't want to shy away from stuff that people find offensive. I want to speak my truth, and that's why my editor loves me, because I just don't give a shit. Balls to the wall. You know? I mean, usually when I'm... Th- you know, when someone's courting me, I'll send them some of my stuff and be like, you know, hey, this is, this is you know, my voice and this is what I say and this is kind of what I've been through. Like, can you hang? It's my way of filtering. I mean, it's a defense mechanism for sure. Well, yeah. I mean, th- I,
0: I used to read the comments, you know, of like my YouTube videos. Oh, the, brutal. Oh, there's just like, th- <laughs> you know, three comments in the N words being used. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then, uh, I remember I did a, a live talk show at the Comedy Store with Willie Hunter, and he's a great dude, and one of the younger comics up yeah. there. And he has his own talk show, and I'm the sidekick. And uh, we had a, not an episode, but uh, just a show we did there with Bill Burr. And uh, Bill Burr oh is like God. A, a fucking killer. One uh, of my favorites. And uh, Amazing. You know, we we kind of got off on the wrong foot. Oops. At the end, I won him over, but I did a joke. Uh, I,
1: I, see, I see a theme here.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I said something like, you know... Uh, as a sidekick on this, on Willie's show, it's my job to kind of like throw out a line and, and just kind of sit back. And I'm like, hey, Bill, you think Ric Flair ever did any cocaine? And Rick, he's a huge Ric Flair fan, which okay. is why I did it. And he just looks at me and goes, why the fuck would you say that? Oh, shit. And, you know, <laughs> it's probably one of the few, in under five times in 15 years, I've never, I wanted to get off the stage so fucking fast. <laughs> Because I thought he would think it was funny, cause, uh, you know, that I researched enough <laughs> to know he's a big Ric Flair fan, and he thought I think he thought I was, like, asking him a serious question. Because mm. if you've ever seen a Ric Flair promo...
1: I don't know who that is.
0: He's, like, basically uh, the second, probably the most second uh, famous wrestler other than Hulk Hogan. Oh, he's a wrestler, okay. It's I forgot, I forgot that's, your, that's your thing. That's my thing. It's like right. a soap opera, and he, his promos are great because he just... He rambles and he's like super high energy and he's clearly on some sugar booger, uh, especially back in the day. And and then at the end of the the episode, he kind of warmed up to me and uh, he's an intimidating guy. I'm sure. Because he's so funny and and so like very much like you. Like if you don't like something, you strike me as the type that will tell that person, hey, I don't think that's funny. Mm. You're honest in your opinion.
1: Yeah I mean Sometimes I won't say that But it'll be I'm not a very good liar So it comes out I'll be You know It'll just You'll read it
0: So yeah Versus uh, Like the time we had Sarah Silverman on the show And It it just went a little better for me (laughs) She was setting me up With these home run lines Oh nice We just had A a great Chemistry Right off the bat Where it took me a while To uh, bond with Bill I love him you know and like i knew he was a hockey fan so i wore a boston bruins jersey he's like oh that's a cool jersey i'm like yeah uh, this is a game worn jersey this guy wore it you know in a fight and i bought it he's like that's fucking creepy <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh fuck everything i thought that's hilarious and it kind of is creepy he, he was right i mean i <laughs> i used to uh, be really <laughs> Scared to go on stage, so uh, my my image for the first probably seven eight years was wearing hockey jerseys on stage that were worn, and that had been fought in. Mm. It was like a shield mm. for me. Like I'm wearing this fighter's jersey, nothing can stop me. And uh, Bill Burr really shut that down.
1: Uh, I used to do kung fu before. I I just do fake kung fu. Did you ever see me doing that? I'd be like, Whoa! like bad, like fake karate, and be like, fuck it, fuck it, you're the shit, you're the shit, and jump around and do like boxing moves. It was so stupid get Wait. myself amped up and just like throw off any fear
0: not at all i mean uh whatever you know i'm all about the aura you know uh, like stephen piercy the singer from rat sent me a bracelet of his and uh i had one of the best sets ever
1: i'm sorry did you just drop a name here let me pick it up for you no
0: but <laughs> well you know i mean you know let me bend over <laughs> well i don't want to bend over in front of you Something might happen shut up no, I'm, I'm just kidding around. No. Um,
1: I mean, my shield is that I dress kind of like a homeless 70s, you know, lesbian rocker, you know, bassist from Reseda. And it's like, I can be very feminine, but I holy T-shirts and cords and that kind of stuff. And it's like, that's why, you know, it's better to be underestimated. That's why when someone sees you naked, they're like, holy fuck. That's like, I didn't know that was under that. So, yeah, I, I'm not someone who displays everything and cleavage and high. Heels. that's not my deal.
0: Yeah, like you fly. look right now, like you could be the bass player in, uh, like the uh, what's that female, the Donnas. I love the Donnas, uh, or uh, maybe in the Bangles if they grunged it up. <laughs> I mean, you got the cut off shirt, <laughs> boobs showing a little bit, but not enough. Yeah, uh, well, enough to know I know <laughs> they're nice. And the, they got the boots. The,
1: and the whole back is totally ripped and open. See? Yeah,
0: the, I mean, that's yeah. like a shirt I would see at a Motorhead show <laughs> at the Ventura Theater, which is really... Uh,
1: but like a bun with like, you know, like a Bridget Bardell bun and kind of like a heavy black eyeliner. It's all very, you know... Yeah,
0: I mean, you know, it'll put a, a rise in most guys' Levi's. <laughs> I can assure you that much. Um, but, you know, it works for you, you know. I mean, you, we all have a look. I'm not sure what my look is, but <laughs> maybe like a... Um, I like
1: the beard. I like the gray beard, and I like the hair short, too.
0: Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm growing a beard. Just uh, no reason. I shave so much when I'm clean shaven that I thought I'll grow it out for a month or two to just give the skin a break. And the and gray I, is nice. I like the you gray. You know, I thought, oh, my God, it's gray hair. I got to cover it no, up. No, no,
1: it's hot. Uh, you
0: know, I kind of like it. You know, it's You know, as vain as I am... Uh, what
1: are you gonna do just for men and fucking dye your beard yeah it's not it looks really stupid
0: when people do that i mean i like to uh this goes back to being secure enough now to to yeah be you Fuck it. it's
1: confidence it's all confidence yeah i mean i'm old i'm more confident now i mean whether i look better than i did when i was 25 i have no idea i mean I, i possibly but it's all confidence and that's what girls are attracted to and that's what guys are attracted to it's confidence
0: yeah, and people
1: uh, believe about you what you believe about yourself.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I think as, it
1: took me until I was forty four to fucking learn that. It took me till to, I'll be forty six in a week. <laughs> when did you figure it out? Probably about a week ago.
0: <laughs> but I mean I would say in the last say four years I figured out that a, a quiet confidence is yeah. like uh, instant uh uh not Viagra, but instant uh attraction to the opposite sex of like not walking around like you know, hey baby, but like uh like th- last night at the comedy store, I had a good set and this really attractive girl uh not necessarily came on to me, but uh, I could tell my quiet whatever was uh attractive to her. So right. whereas, you know, 10 years ago, I would have just you know <laughs> been looking like uh, I don't know.
1: Guys are a little afraid of me, so it doesn't I'm I can seem People are like, oh, you're crazy and kind of aggressive and assertive and loud. And so a lot of guys are intimidated by me. But <clears throat> like I said, you know, the people that have been with me know that I can be quite submissive and soft and, you know, that that's just all, it's just all bullshit. It's all armor.
0: Well, I think guys, you know, a lot of guys, you can't say all, but most guys like a girl, they can control and, and like mold into like, okay, you're going to be my bimbo girlfriend or but, and you're definitely not a girl who's going to be controlled.
1: No, but I definitely attract people who are like, see me as the ultimate challenge and try and domesticate me and tame me. And not that I'm not into that. I kind of like that. I like to be owned by someone. I like to be, you know, it's like, I, f- I like being in that kind of soft feminine energy. I don't want to be, you know. So when I was 22, I was living in San Francisco, and this guy said, You're too aggressive. You're too intellectual. You're too, you're too much like me. And I was like, A man with a pussy. What more could you want? It's yeah. not what guys want. So I'm trying to get into my more feminine energy now.
0: Well, I think you're doing it right. Yeah? And, you know, I think this is good. I mean, I could talk to you for the next four hours. <laughs> but let's see where we're at. Because the truth is, I don't know how to edit. And there's a certain point where it goes into another file. And I, I don't know how to do it. And we
1: haven't closed the show properly?
0: Oh, I think we have. I mean, we've, <laughs> uh, listen, we are at an hour and... uh 35 minutes. I mean, Jesus this is,
1: Christ.
0: But it, see, this is why I don't like to plan. If I would have planned this interview, it would have probably lasted a half hour. Hey, Amy, tell us about your comedy. Amy, tell us about your relationship. Amy, tell me about what you got. And, and you know, we just go. <laughs> and most, you know, people I don't vibe with like this, but there's a real uh, <laughs> a vibe between us. We get each other. Yeah, totally. Because we weren't, you know, we were raised in semi uh, very you know, similar situation. We weren't raised uh, differently. We went to the same fucking grade <laughs> school, which is really bizarre. You know, in such a small world. Very small we, world. We knew we knew the players at Good Shepherd. <laughs> you know, Mr. Quinn, who might have been a precursor to Sandusky. Who knows? I mean, you know, looking back, at, and I was an altar boy at Good Shepherd, uh, and not for great religious reasons, but. Just because if you did the hard masses, you got to go to Disneyland. At the end <laughs> of the year. So I'd do the funerals, I'd do the weddings, I'd do the 6 a.m. masses. And, uh, you know, I look back now and go, wow, a lot of priests from that parish kind of disappeared. Whoa. And I was never molested, but uh, then I know. You didn't
1: come in your own yet.
0: Well, I mean, I certainly came later, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, once I figured the power of boning girls the right way. Uh, I was like, wow, it really is. They do come back for more. Oh,
1: you have to. It's, you know, you got one chance to make a first impression. And the one or two that I
0: didn't, you know, just for what I, they've never called me again. So, you know, I mean, I don't have a hundred percent success rate, but, (laughs) you know, let's just say, daddy, please, more in this share. (laughs) I'm just, (laughs) I'm talking like Ric Flair. I'm like, this is when I know the podcast should wrap up, (laughs) amping up, talking about, you know. Whatever, but and I'm sure uh, most of your uh, men from the past look back favorably.
1: Look back favorably on me on
0: the sexual uh, Olympics.
1: Oh. I I have I honestly I have no idea. I don't I don't talk to most of my exes. So.
0: Well, I do because you got to lay the seed for you know the dry spells. <laughs> that, you know I keep in good with all of them, so you know you just. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> you hit a dry season and you go back. You to dig
1: the, up it. You dig it around in your fucking romantic you know, trash. You go, That one wasn't that bad. Yeah, blow I mean, this off. Hold she on. She had big tits.
0: Uh, gave a hell of a BJ in the back of the Ford Expedition. <laughs> oh,
1: I can't believe men think like this. So disturbing. Well,
0: I'm th- I think like this. No,
1: but you, then all men think like this. I'm sure you're right. Well, I mean, you know. It's they the, always do come around again. My friends and I make jokes about that. They always fucking come back. Around. Yeah, if,
0: if uh, you know, because you yeah.
1: always it could be a while, but they always come back. Not necessarily people you've broken their hearts, but definitely people you just, you know. Fuck, I mean, I've probably broken their world.
0: You know, one girl's heart, and uh, but we're st- there's we're, still
1: time though. Well, we're
0: yeah, but I, I'm not into that. You know, I've never been broken up with uh, a lot until recently, and uh, you know, uh, so it's a whole deal. I mean, it's no fun. <laughs> There's a lot of baggage. Yeah. So, but we're we're back on track, you know. Daddy's back on track, Good. you know. Good
1: to know, Papa.
0: You know, I, I'm making inroads. So, Amy, I don't know if you can give out your Twitter. Yeah. Or do you want to give it out or?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, if, if as long as it's not someone, you know, connected to my ex-husband, I'll accept you, so.
0: So, if you know who he is, <laughs> don't send Amy a friend request. <laughs> um... Spell it out, because I'm going to be honest with you. My fans, I love them, all seven of them, who will listen to this. They're dyslexic? Well, they're not the smartest group. I mean, these are people who think pro wrestling's real.
1: It's at Amy Dresner, A-M-Y-D-R-E-S-N-E-R. And if you go to www.thefix.com and you plug in, search Amy Dresner, I've written probably 40 articles for them. I wrote... uh, piece about squirting for a magazine called The Frisky. I wrote a piece about hookup culture for a magazine called Unbound Box. I've got a piece coming out in Cosmo Latina. Uh, I wrote for Refinery29. You Google me all my stuff will usually come up. Wait, probably. are
0: you saying that you squirt?
1: No comment.
0: Okay, no condom? I don't know. No comment. I oh, said. Okay. Oh, sorry. Well, no, I mean I know that you're a thorough uh you don't R- write researcher. On, you don't write. You strike me as the type of someone that you don't write what you don't know about. So, you know, I'll leave it. I think that's a good, you know, I've done, this will be the 42nd podcast uh, of Inappropriate Earl, and I've never ended on a, a possible <laughs> squirting uh, outing. You know, <laughs> I like to leave things out in the air. People so like to just grab guessing. it.
1: guessing. Curiosity, you know.
0: Curiosity killed the cat. Uh, and it almost gave me herpes at the, uh, playboy mansion. The one time uh, when Vince Neil said, Hey, let's go into the grotto. I'm like, uh, I'm good. Vince and Vince dove in head first. Vince, like I know him. (laughs) He was the first guy I met at the playboy mansion when I snuck in and he's like, bro, I think he thought he knew me. And, uh, because I maybe looked like I could have been the second guitar player in Winger. Or something. <laughs> and uh, I said, bro, let's go in the grotto, man. It's great. Tons of whores there. And he just took off his uh, outfit and just dove in head first. Wow. And, of course, every girl just, you know, I should have gone in there with him because he's like every girl was like attracted to him. And uh, I was like, Vince, if I want a protein shake, I'll just go to the smoothie bar. <laughs> I am not. Going headfirst into a pool that Hefner and you have dumped loads in ah, for thirty years. Gross. So check out Amy. She's truly. Uh, I don't like a lot of people genuinely <laughs> in the world of stand-up comedy because uh, it's a very phony business in L.A. You know, type of business where you can go on stage, eat the biggest shit burger on the planet, and eight people come up to you afterwards and tell you how great they liked your set. So uh, Amy Dresner's the real deal. Uh, you know, these last two guests, Annie Letterman, Amy Dresner, are just two awesome people. So this will uh, be out uh, on Monday, September 15th, two days before my birthday. Oh, so, no uh, taken. You know, uh, I, I'm a little scared to ask you for a present because it, <laughs> it, it might involve some kind of semen, uh, you know. But hey, whatever, that'd be a good, as long as it's mine. I, guess it's, I don't want anyone else's, you know, which isn't off the table. But, uh, you know, I'm a one-woman guy. So uh. Amy Dresner, follower on Twitter. Uh, this has been one of my favorite episodes of Inappropriate mm-hmm. Earl. Uh, we're on SoundCloud. And for you Steve Jobs bone jammers, we're also on iTunes. Let's support Jobs. He needs money to pay for his funeral. And, uh, you know, leave a review if you want. I leave up the bad ones as well as the good ones. Oh, God. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a couple. Like, you know, you read some of the reviews. Most of the reviews on iTunes are good. Okay. But then you read the few, uh, you know, that aren't. It's like, this guy sucks. (laughs) And it's like, wow, you know.
1: Don't read the reviews, I'm telling you. Well,
0: you know, I just, I was curious one day. And <laughs> Don't. Like, uh, the Like the Bill Burr. I'm
1: curious, that's like Googling symptoms and you think you're going to fucking, you know, start planning your funeral and you just have a cold. You can't, you can't do it.
0: Well, then that reminds me of a quick story <laughs> of Googling symptoms. Uh, when I had really long hair, uh, yeah, I used to play hockey and, you know, you wear a hockey helmet and just all kinds of, you know, dirt and sweat you know accumulates under your hair and uh i had a huge bump on my neck and it was like a turns out it was just a cyst uh, from the mm, dirt and whatnot yum. and uh so i looked up a uh, bump on the neck on uh, google and aids came
1: up <laughs> see i'm telling you
0: And I literally the next day went to five AIDS clinics. And got tested. And got tested. Yeah,
1: that shit's terrifying.
0: The last one was in West Hollywood because I figured they they knew the best. They knew the shit, yeah. And the guy ahead of me ran out crying. Oh, no. So, I mean, I guess he rolled snake eyes on that one. uh, So, it was just, yeah. Yeah, I got
1: tested and I'm totally clean. So, that's why. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm being a good girl now. So am I. Wink,
0: wink. (laughs) And I think we'll leave on that because... we got another off-air interview we're going to do. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Amy's, Amy's just a dear friend. We just you know talk like this to each other. She's a sister to me that I'd love to bone. <laughs> so uh, thank you guys for listening. You Thanks got, for having me. Oh, Amy, you're the fun. best. And anytime you want to come back. you know, I literally could talk for another two hours, but my well, goal... We barely
1: scratched the surface. I have you know 30 years of horror stories that are amusing and terrifying to everyone.
0: Well, and that's my goal, is to get people to listen to this. It's like a little trailer, if you will. Right. And then go, wow, I want her to come back on. We'll and talk I, about more I sure. want you to come back on and uh, any time. And, uh, you know, thank you guys for all the support. Please follow Amy on Twitter, because she's just an amazing person. And a uh, great comic. Hopefully she gets back in the game and, you know, read her articles and... uh you know just she's there's not many people i vouch for she's one of them so uh next uh guest coming up on inappropriate or all this is what they call like coming attractions mm-hmm. is the great uh drummer from cinderella steady mm-hmm. freddy curry Corey curry uh also uh drummed an arcade after cinderella hit their you know their thing you know and i mean when nirvana and pearl jam came along those 80s bands were just swallowed up like pac-man And uh, but Cinderella's a survivor. They still tour, so uh, they're one of the few that have, you know, lasted the test of time. Go check out Long Cold Winter, probably their finest work, and uh, also Night Songs, their debut, which Bon Jovi took all the publishing for. It's a cold business, man. You know, you want to make it, guys? Well, I get the publishing, so uh, that's why Fred's probably doing my podcast. So thank you, uh, John Bon Jovi. <laughs> Loved Bon Jovi when he was the second guitar player in Scandal with uh, Patti Smith. But that's uh, probably something John doesn't want over the air. So, and a lot of people are asking me, how do you become a guest on Inappropriate Earl? You just have to have a car that will take you to where I live. That is all. <laughs>